Yeah, bro. Sam, Keep going. More kazoo solo. Damn, let's do a whale. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. An hour and a half of kazoo solo. (laughs) No one wants me to breathe into my original classic Woodstock kazoo. Woodstock kazoo. Mm -hmm. I, instead of buying a plastic one, I made sure to buy the $7 metal one because, you know, metal bro. Only the best kazoos for you. Kazoo solo. Fucking best start to one of our podcasts so far. By far. It looks like a uh, submarine. It does look like a submarine. Should we live in it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to take it south real fast. Down south. This half and half is much more unsweet tea than sweetened tea. You've got such a sophisticated palate. You can tell there's more sweet or unsweet than sweet i can just tell by the level of sweetness that it is the previous one was sweeter Jeez, you're just you're just way further than i could be okay you don't think that you could tell the difference between a coke with less sugar i don't know i'd like to know i think you could tell i could tell if it was a diet coke well yeah because it tastes like plum shit i can tell if it's a coke zero also probably shit i've never i don't think i've ever tried one better than a diet coke but still not. But it still tastes like a diet. Original, beautiful, golden, delicious. <sighs> clean Coca-Cola. the inside of your rectum. Yeah, if it cleans chrome hitches on trucks, everyone should be drinking it all the time. I disagree. It cleans the inside of you out. It's like a Drano for your body. What if your stomach already produces too much acid? Which mine probably does. <laughs> you would know. You don't get heartburn or anything. I do every once in a while. At least I think it's heartburn. I don't know. Every no, time what you I've experience is not heartburn. <laughs> what the hell is what it? What you experience sounds like a mini heart attack. <laughs> and you've had many, many heart attacks from the sound of it. Every time case. I've explained it to a doctor, they're like, I don't know. I've never heard of anything like you've this. You've only explained it to one doctor. Uh-uh. I've explained it since I was a child and actually went to Dr. Hansen. The dead guy? The dead guy. Okay. The dead guy whose picture we couldn't stop laughing at. at the Why Hansen. is it? Who does he look like? Uh, because he looked like he someone. He looks like Doug from the electric company. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, a, that's a joke that everyone gets. You guys know Doug from the electric company? He's got a funny fucking face. Yeah, he really does. He really does. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are here to review a movie. The best movie of all time. With us for you. For everyone. 
Mm-hmm. All lives matter. <laughs> I have unfriended two people in the last in this past weekend over that shit. I've been doing the unfollow. Um, it uh, unfollow is fine, but there becomes a point where it's like you're making a stand. Your moral compass is on the line, and you're clearly when you're sharing things that say it's not about police brutality, it's about this spoiled generation. <laughs> you have no fucking clue, you privileged fifty-year-old white bitch. Like we get along, but if this is really how you feel and like view the world and how people should be treated and what's fair and what's not, like get. I don't fuck. I'm never gonna see you again. You're a former coworker. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not actually a friend. And then another chick, she's like in her late 20s, who was a former co-worker who I worked with even less, who was sharing things about how George Floyd basically got what he deserved because he was a fucking criminal. <laughs> so Christ. you can suck my dick. Yeah. No one yep, deserves yep, that. Yep. Even if he was using a counterfeit $20 bill. Doesn't deserve death. You no, know, you do not deserve <laughs> to die. Even if you resist arrest, you don't deserve to die. I shared a video of a white guy who was naked and running after a police officer who was running away. And this guy had just killed three people. I, and like... <laughs> I watched it. The cop that's running from him is just like, ah, ah, yeah. naked guy. And because he was a white guy. If a naked black guy was running after a cop, he'd be dead immediately. Do you think it's because he's a white guy or is it because he's naked and he's like, ooh, I don't want his wiener to touch me? Uh, they, they don't get close enough for that when they kill black people. A lot of the times they just fucking shoot him as well, soon as something happens. If you're killing a black naked guy, you could stand six feet away and still get hit by his wiener. Or he could just be jogging <laughs> down the street in a neighborhood that he, you know, lives in or nearby. It's good stuff. Hey, I've got to drink this. I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking Coke. That actually sounded kind of neat. Not going to be working. <laughs> so what do we do here, Michelle? So well, Usually you give a breakdown. Yeah, I like to explain because there for a while we kind of got away from explaining that we are a review podcast. I mean, that kind of keeps the safety net over us as far as the fact that we do. We are reviewing these things. We're telling you what we think, um, but we give you the opportunity of, you know, experiencing it with us. Uh, usually these movie reviews as one that we're doing this week and the previous week, they're a little longer episodes um, than the music ones that we do, which is more typical. But uh, by, by the way, music lawyers, if you're going to come at me, we don't make any fucking money on this podcast. We don't we're giving a, you free promotion. We don't make a goddamn cent. <laughs> I pay. We pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we pay to put this out and we make zero cents. Not even dollars. Both zero types cents. of cents. Zero cents as in money. <laughs> zero cents as in brain power. But we do give off cents. Oh, God, I stink. Most of the time. You don't bathe on the weekends. No. It's like you choose to not bathe on the weekends, and it's not like you don't mow or skate. Oh, or I often shower Sunday night. Ooh. I'm not doing anything on the weekend to impress anybody. Ooh, me neither. So I just sleep half it. the time. I'm doing work around the house. I might as well be stinky. Why waste the water and the soap to refresh when I'm just going to get stinky again? Doesn't doesn't your own smell bother you? No, savor your own flavor, baby. That is not okay. 
savoring your own flavor is fine when you're interested in the your own sort of things that your body can produce based on what you put in it. That's interesting. But just the I mean, it's like the worst smells seep out of your pores, <laughs> out of your pits, out of your crevices, out around, you know, your ding dong. <laughs> I got a lot of scents coming out of my ding dong. Out of it? Yeah, I, I said around it. Oh, I thought you said out. No, around. Dirty penis. Out of your ding, out of around your ding dong. God damn it! <laughs> you got a butthole. You got a taint. There's no way that you have with between your old man balls and your asshole. It there. It does not smell good. Oh no! It never has. No. It doesn't even after a shower. <laughs> it's because you don't fucking bathe often enough. That's what that means. Here's my theory on this. Okay. Is I'm way less sensitive to smells. Lucky than, you. Than you are. Unless it's like a cologne smell. Like I, I hate. Uh, you hate fragrances. Yeah. I hate the smell of like co- colognes and perfumes and stuff. It just fucking gives me a headache immediately. But if it's body smells, I I would much rather smell a dude's stinky armpit than smell an axe body spray. For sure. By miles. Well, and I agree with that because it seems like the people who choose to use Axe Body Spray, they use so much and the product itself is just like so in your face. Yeah, they're like this when they put it, they apply it. This is a very sound oriented episode. (laughs) Ow. You can need... what about this one? Here we go. <laughs> I, I've been able to do it in the past, but now I'm just hurting myself. And you're more sensitive to pain. Sensitivity. Because I'm a woman. <laughs> you're a stupid woman. <laughs> so Sam still gets to hate women. Yeah, still never stopped. <laughs> Women's lives don't matter. <laughs> I don't think that has changed. <laughs> In this whole thing, just because women women wear pussy hats and said when <laughs> when Trump was elected that we're not happy about this, it changed nothing. Planned, no. Parenthood, Planned Parenthood got fucking defunded. If you want something to change, you got to get Cleet next door to be mad about it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you got to get a <laughs> penis and do it yourself. Oh, that's Cleet. No, he's dying. He's still got a penis. I bet Cleet's got a fucking hog. <laughs> Only a man with a giant I penis. I hope he's outside working on his flowers right now. <laughs> because your voice travels. Oh, he fucking can't hear. He's an old man. We just yes, said this. Yes, he can. He hears like a dog. And he fucks like one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I saw his wife's bare naked back the other day. Lucky. I bet she looks better than I do at this point in my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's not hate on ladies who age i'm sure she's fine she shocked me she fucking hates me though she won't even look at me her husband will wave but she just looks in the opposite direction she doesn't really talk or wave to me either i think she's in her own little world i don't really do that either maybe she's just shy i mean i'll look in her direction she's of an old mindset where oh you don't talk to you let your husband do the talking you you speak when spoken to exactly Exactly. 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 So uh, back to what we do. Yes. We're a review podcast. We're sometimes on opposite ends of the spectrum. Last week we were not. This week, this once again shows you our differences. 
And uh, and I'm just saying because you we did watch a movie and we watched a horror movie. And typically when it's your turn to ch- well, not turn to choose a movie because it's not like we have anything set with how we should do this. But it's usually a horror movie is what you choose. Yeah. All of my like held dear to my heart movies held are dear to your heart held dear to my heart <laughs> all those movies are i learned loving them from getting stoned at like two in the morning and just you're gonna say it like two years old, years old. <laughs> no i was scared of horror movies when i was real little i i liked movies i liked horror movies more when i was not that i dislike them but i look at them differently a little bit but i i enjoyed the scare more as a teenager being alone in a dark room renting something like that from Blockbuster and spending my weekend nights doing that. Yeah. And when it comes to horror movies, if you like a horror movie, it's based, it's usually not like campy, right? Me, I'm a little more on like the thriller mental stuff than all like the gore and like the cheesy. You, you are a big fan of the cheese for cheese factor. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, like a grilled cheese sandwich with fucking corn in it. Yep. Is your kind of a horror movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I have been told I have bad taste before. Yeah, by me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking about you, but by I'm others. I'm just kidding. Because I, I like the ridiculous. I like the... I like it when somebody makes something and they're like, yeah, it's not supposed to be fucking good. It's you supposed have, to be stupid. You seem to orig- really appreciate campiness. I do. At least in the horror world. I don't like campy like in comedy usually. I don't either, but you like your horror with campy comedy. Oh, the campier the better. I personally like hotel horror comedy. Because <laughs> I'm a high class bitch. But yeah, this week we watched uh, a goddamn classic in my eyes. And I can't believe it's taken this long to get to it. Oh, we watched Return of the Living Dead. Because dead after dead after dead, huh? Yeah, I like many of the dead movies. Although this isn't technically of the dead series. Because when people talk about the dead series, they mean George A. Romero. It's like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, so and then whatever the fuck happened. Are these just like an after. ode to those movies then? If they're not... I don't know if this is if this is true, but I once was explained to it it was once that explained was nice. yeah i can't fucking talk it was once explained to me like this was the studio's sequel to night of the living dead mm-hmm. and then yes. the george romero sequels were like george's sequels to night of the living dead and all horror fans will say well those are the only real sequels to night of the living dead which none of them really have to do with anything with each other yeah they're just different zombie stories, but it's at least George's vision. It's George's aesthetic in making movies. I don't know this is true, but they just said that like this is the studio's resp- uh, sequel to Night of the Living Dead. But it is nothing like Night of the Living Dead. Nothing is. The camp that does not exist in Night of the Living Dead, the zombies are completely different from mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead. Everything is completely different, which is explained in the movie. But would you like to peruse the trailer before we get into this? Sure. I do want to say that because I, I was curious to look at the people who wrote this. Yeah. And one of the people, John A. Russo, was responsible f- 
for uh, writing Santa Claus, which I mean, with C L A W S. Yeah, and I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. It's, it's some movie about Santa being a murderer, I guess. And then Russell Striner, who played Johnny in Night of the Living Dead. So the, really? the the nerd guy in the beginning, the the coming to get you, Barbara. <clears throat> yeah, he was he was a co-writer of this movie. Huh. I didn't so, know anybody had anything to do with that. Technically, I mean, it. You can say it's not a part of it, but if There's he was in there, I mean, and then he did that, and then co-wrote this. Yeah, I don't think he had any writing credits on night of the living dead i think that's all george no but just the fact that he starred in that and he was in the beginning an iconic scene very iconic and he he's in it for maybe four minutes he was also in something called the booby hatch which looks like i have oh it says because the page hasn't been created then why is it like that the booby hatch the booby hatch from 1976 interesting they're coming to booby hatch you Barbara. <laughs> Booby had you, Barbara. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should uh, maybe go ahead and check out this trailer time. Trailer. All right, here we go. I know this music. Oh, fucking classic. In the dark of the night, something the night. strange is going on. <laughs> see that movie, Night of the Living Dead. Sure. They ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead have risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. She's a terrible actress. And now the question is... She is. I have a note about that. get them back <laughs> into the ground? There was a butt in there. It's a man butt in the trailer. This isn't a real trailer if he said stupid asshole. This came out in 1995. This is the official trailer. Ooh. 
Get some Miguel Nunez at the end there. Miguel shaking his Juana shoulders. Juana shoulders. He was in Juana Man, right? So, yeah, I didn't even realize that Miguel Nunez, who is, in my opinion, a star of this movie, even though that's not technically the case, uh, he was Juana Man. Oh, so he is Juana Man. He, he just wasn't in Juana no, Man. No, he was Juana Man. What is Juana Man? Have you seen it? No, but it's something along the lines of a man who dresses up as a woman to play basketball with women. Maybe because he couldn't wasn't couldn't be successful with men playing basketball. I don't know what the actual like underlying story is, but so I be- believe like- that that's. It's like Soul Man, but with gender. (laughs) Or Ladybugs. Is that what Ladybugs was? Yeah, Jonathan Brandis was, he dressed up like a girl so he could play soccer, I believe, on a girl team hosted, uh, coached by Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, so (laughs) none of these movies can be made now. No. Juana Man or Ladybugs, because they'd be like... Um. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> because gender isn't a thing anymore. You said that as if you had a distaste. Even though you, oh, I'm just being, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I just that that's one of the things. Like I believe that people have a right to like whatever. But if you just keep like opening up things, that's kind of beyond me. Like we're gonna add this and we're gonna do this and this and then you can't even call people like a gender anymore. It's like if like how dare you assume and it's ah <laughs> like I do understand kind of like I feel a little bit of like flusterment and I'm sure that's not a word, but just oh, flusterment's in the dictionary uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> I thought so. Fluster chocolate chip mint. Uh, ice cream okay that was really good <laughs> good one because <laughs> i sound like flustered and stuff but no like to each their own but it's just something that i i don't get and it's something i feel really i have no confidence in because i feel like the fact that you could just look at something and be like she and then someone start a fucking fight with you yeah. and you mean nothing by it yeah. like that is it's just weird to me. I don't fucking know. I don't know this person. Yeah, like I, I think that that took a really sharp turn, like a real hard turn. That I just like. It's fine if you want to call yourself a they, but you can't get mad at me if I ex- accidentally call you a she because that's what you. I, that's the thing. Like I would say that's what you are, but then that's the whole thing. Like no, your genitalia isn't who you are anymore. But it's like science <laughs> so like science it's just i don't know when it when it i don't want to say it's something i feel me. really weird about like i i haven't i don't have a fully constructed made up like opinion i guess but that's that's uh that's still fine because you're saying i don't have a full understanding of it you mm-hmm. know i i can't make up my mind on it the thing that well, it, i mean still to each their own it's yeah. just I don't think it's fair for people to get mad like it's been something that people have understood forever. Like, this is a brand new fucking now, thing. Now, if you've known the person for three years, and for three years you're supposed to be saying she when he was when she was born a man, mm-hmm. and you're doing it just to piss him off, then, yeah, have every right to get angry. Yeah, like someone identifies and yeah. says this, but, yeah, if it's just someone you've never met, and they, they're clearly look like a woman, and you say she. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only time I get weird about it is when it comes to sports 
And like a dude wants to be in a sport with a woman because it's, hate to tell you, but men are generally stronger than women. I, I agree with Joe Rogan when it comes to physicality because you're still built differently. Yeah. That it's, it's not even like with hormone differences, like it still might not be equal. It's definitely not. So I could slam 90% of the women into the fucking ground. <laughs> could you? And want to, as said earlier, how oh I hate women. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So let's talk. That was a joke. That was a joke. Let's talk about the movie. All right. Return of the Living Dead. Got it. I think all we really need to say is that this is cinematic gold and that everyone should watch it. So this came out in 1985. Yeah, 1985, about a month before I was born, in August. In August. Yeah, it's fucking, it's awesome. I don't even know where, where to start. Like you said, it was direct, uh, came out in 1985. It was directed by Dan O'Bannon, who... Dano. Dan O'Bannon. Paul Dan O'Bannon. It's his first, uh, it's his directorial debut. He had a hand in writing it as well. And yeah, I guess we just get into how he the also did is. Total Recall. He did? Uh huh. Well, that's ridiculous too. It makes sense. Prometheus? He was Prometheus? In 2012. No, these are movies that he has done Alien, Alien 3, huh. Alien Resurrection, Aliens. <laughs> he likes aliens, huh? Aliens versus Predator. Terrible movie. Invaders from Mars. Heavy Metal? Wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if he was the actual... Was he the actual director? Lochnar. No, he wasn't. So why is it saying that? Oh, because he, he, like okay. like he co-wrote the story. Okay. He co-wrote the story. He was a writer for a lot of things, and then finally they're <clears> like... <throat> they wanted to get George Romero to direct this, and it wasn't going to fucking happen. And then uh, Dan O'Bannon got offered the job, and he jumped at the... Uh, possibility to do it and made this completely ridiculous complete cheese extravaganza of stupid it's the ultimate stupid to me like there's lines that are delivered in this movie that it's just like just do it as dumb as you possibly can without being like so the introduction of this movie yes we are in a we're in the unita medical supply you need a medical <laughs> supply, which is a ridiculous name. Which we meet three of our main characters. We meet Frank, who's the older man. Freddy, who's the new hire. And is also uh, Tommy in Friday the 13th part six. Jason lives. And then we meet Bert, who owns You Need a Medical Supply. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, He's, he, they just, they kind of chat in the beginning because it's, it's a holiday weekend or something it's like that. It's the 4th of July weekend. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then Bert makes that hilarious joke where he's like, and kid, if anything happens, just don't name it after me. <laughs> Which is a good example of how Bert is immediately. But I enjoy how they open it up with, it's just like the training Mm-hmm. Of this kid that's gotten a job at the Unita Medical Supply. The owner is going home for the holiday weekend. And then it's now just like Bert leaves. And it's just Frank teaching Freddy the ropes. F you can, and F. You can tell it's his first day. 
he's just kind of you know explaining what uh it's it's weird because it, it's a medical supply place but it's like all kinds of it's not like medicine no <laughs> supply at all it's <clears throat> they go from having like full skeletons mm-hmm. to bedpans to, to split dogs split dogs for <laughs> uh vet students yeah and then like a full on human cadaver oh yeah which is hanging from these weird like pincher things they're Looks- like clamps on the they go like Temples. in the ears it did, I, I, they look like they were sharp but it looked like it was just pressed against like it was just clamped around the top of the head is what it looked like the way I that it was it designed like the points were going in the ears and it's just know. hanging from it and i want is that a thing that's really <laughs> really out there i assume not because i don't know it was seems very like odd either way that this mechanism works it's gonna do damage it would definitely do damage corpse. because all of the weight would be, I mean, gravity, bitch. Yeah, it's all holding so, from one, two points on its fucking skull somewhere. It doesn't look like it's a weak clamp, but it looks like a weird clamp. You said a weak clamp? Correct. Okay. Thanks. Not weak, but it's weird. It's definitely weak. Oh, wait, damn it. It's definitely weird, not weak. But I enjoy this whole opening scene because you get like, the personalities of both of them right off the bat. Like you can understand who both Frank and Freddie are within three minutes of this movie. Yeah. We got a guy who takes his job seriously, Frank, but he also, you know, he's got a sense of humor. He likes to do the elbow jabs when he makes a little joke and weird faces when he's like dead guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he sticks his tongue out all the time. It's ridiculous. Uh, And then Freddie is clearly just, a high school kid who i mean does it it seems like it's more than just a job like is this something that he wants to do because it seems like it it would be just a weird after school job to have i never got the feeling that he was in school so you think they're young i think they're 20s i think they would be like in college if they were like around the 20 yeah 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 because it is a night job for freddie because he gets off at 10 as they say later. That's second shift. It's still part of the night. It still works. Uh, <laughs> I just want to get to the part where they reveal that... Well, so... Okay. Keep- night of the Living Dead was a real thing that happened. But, yeah, so <laughs> but they, they change the facts because they go back to the office and they they chat. But he yeah, I, I do like that there is an actual um, like a lot of times in horror type TV shows or movies, there's it's like this zombie uh, reanimation thing is not a thing. Like it's never happened. There aren't movies about it. It's not in media. They never say the word zombie usually. No. In zombie movies. But I do like that this at least acknowledges from the beginning that this world exists out there. Like it does in yeah. our world. It has happened. It's due to a chemical. Trioxin 45, I think. I'm and talking about the movie. The fact that they're talking about yeah, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, but they're saying... Oh, you're saying that the movie existed. The movie existed in the movie. Yeah. Like, in the world of the movie, there were such things as zombie movies, which you often don't get 
in movie in zombie apocalypse type movies yeah, or there TV was a, shows. There was a Jeff Tate joke that I heard him say once at an open mic night. He was like, I'm just waiting for one episode of Walking Dead where somebody just looks down and there's a DVD of Night of the Living Dead and he goes, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I think that's what these things are. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just, that just does not exist in that world. But then you get to find out that it was based on true events. Neither Living Dead was. Oh my God. I just pulled my headphones out. Hold on. Boop. Do you feel better now? I do. When the sound goes out, I feel like I'm in a different world. So we now cut to after this conversation. It's just, you know, it's Freddy's first night. He's getting acquainted with the terminology. Uh, as far as picking out what people need, because they 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 ship things. Ship, in quotations, medical supplies. Medical supplies like dead people. Full cadavers. Which they're actually not. They're not actually doing that because the the whole story behind that is that, and he tells them that there was some shipment, and they all of a sudden they had a dead body shipment show up there at their place. The one that's hanging up? Yeah. I thought they said. No, he says, we sell these to the army for ballistic tests. We're a little low on stock right now, but we're expecting a shipment on Monday. So they're selling them off. They just, they're just, they're just not straight medical supply company. They're selling it to anybody. They're selling it to the army. They're selling it to veterinarians, veterinarian schools. Well, those are, those are dogs cut in half, which is weird. Split dogs. Which guaranteed does not exist, right? No! <laughs> God, no. That's why there are fucking, like, diagrams. That's why science made things and, like, <laughs> like plastic diagrams that you can touch and put together of, you know, skeletal systems and organs and all that fun stuff. <laughs> or fun stuff. Mr. Inside Out Man. So they're in the office. They're talking to each other. He's asking them, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen come through here? And then uh, Frank reveals that you ever seen that movie night of the living dead night of the living dead based on a true story but he had to change the details of the movie or else he was going to get his ass suit off and uh they had some of the bodies from the incident down in the uh basement because you know typical army fuck up that's what i was referring to yeah yeah so they got these which is trioxin i think it's trioxin 45 which is the chemical that brought him back to life so they got a whole, they got like five fucking barrels in the basement. I think way too much. Yeah. As well as everything else. There's standing water in the basement. Oh, it's a gross there's basement. There's just shit everywhere. There, there's no um, organization at this place. I bet Bert doesn't let anybody go down there ever. Well, then Bert needs to get his shit in gear. Yeah. Here's my question. They go down there and it's, a, they see the tank because he's like, you want to see the bodies? So he takes... Freddie down there to look at the corpse day one yeah. it's oh, so yeah. secretive but day one oh you know frank is just always waiting to show the new guy the <laughs> bodies maybe that's why new guys never ex- last very long it's amazing that it took this long for something to happen with it but on the side it has in case of emergency call this number if that was a typical army fuck up and you're not supposed to be having them i know i don't like having like companies usually don't like to have shit around that's like in the way like Uh I don't need this. Day one, wouldn't you just call them and be like, hey, 
These things showed up here, and I don't know why they're here. No, um, I think most people would, but certain, like, you know, people maybe with high egos that want to show it off to people and be like, look at this cool thing I had. Like, they fucked up, but <laughs> it's mine like now. That? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think he a little bit was like, it was their fuck up. It's mine. I don't know what it is, but I've got it. Yeah. It's I, like his own personal sick collection. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm riding high on that. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. I'm, I'm going to die on that It's weird that they would be kept around. So then they go down. They're looking at the body. Because it's like, it's like one of those uh, big like burn barrel kind of. Yeah, it's like a big tube like thing where the body is just like. It, they like feed the body and feet first so of course there's like glass over the top and it's just a body or like a head looking just up just perfectly and looking it's, up its hands are crossed like oh it's my in a God. like it's in a coffin <laughs> and yeah just all decrepit skin and deteriorating face and then all bert does is slap the fucking tank on the side saying like you know this is High grade. It looked like he he was doing something, wasn't he? It, he, he opened the top because there was like two parts to it. There's yeah. the main barrel and then there's the top dome part that you can lift up yeah. to look inside of it. And then he cleans off the glass and uses paper towels like I've never uh, seen mm, anybody use paper towels. Yeah, he uses the entire paper towel roll. He is a wasteful man. It's so weird. He just picks up the whole fucking thing and just writes, wipes it with the side of it. I That has bothered me. Since the first time I've ever seen it, I was like, why the fuck would he use it like that? Tear off two sheets, you wasteful bastard. So I guess he did just, he just tapped it then. Yeah, he, he just, just tapped the tank. Taps it on the side, and I guess it's been, good reason though. I mean, you said there's standing water in the basement, so there's off obviously moisture down there. It's probably been rusting away on those barrels for a that makes sense. few years now. I don't know how long they've been down there. Mm-hmm. And then gas just starts pouring out gushing out very movie like very uh mid 80s this whole movie so (laughs) mid 80s it knocks bert and uh, not bert it knocks frank and freddie out puts them on the ground knocks them unconscious and then we get to later find out that it was for hours i guess i guess they said it was for a long time i don't know but we see uh the corpse start to melt because it was like a full-fleshed, I mean, obviously rotting flesh, but at least had a face in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they do what they did in a, that, what's that, Raiders of the Lost Ark? You ever seen that scene where they open up the Ark of the Covenant and it their faces just start melting? So it's like... I've seen Weird Al's take on it. <laughs> Marked! It's like a candle. It's like wax. Mm-hmm. They make a wax figure, which... I miss shit like this. Like a I would sledgehammer mu- video or something? Yeah, yeah. I would much rather watch an effect that I obviously know what's going on. Practical it's effects. An effect. We've would, talked about this so many times. Because now if they remade it, it'd be like some digital, like, it wouldn't, I don't even, I don't want to complain, but I do want to complain. It would just look like a goddamn cartoon going it on. It just looks different when you do digital versus physical. Because we all know it's fake anyway, regardless if it's digital or if it's a wax figure being melted. So why not be like, yeah, that was really there. They really melted it. And the glass cracks to give more what dramatic effect. Yeah. Like it was a complete accident. Pressure build up. Just the heat. Even I, though that doesn't make sense because the pressure would be released when he would have smacked the tank. 
Oh, but they were, well, it wasn't in the same thing. Yeah. In the real world, they're applying heat and melting the wax. In the movie, it's like the pressure, or not the pressure, but like the outside atmosphere. It's been contained in this thing for so Excuse long. Me. It's like super accelerated rotting, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, credits come up. And we get to meet. Well, we see that it is. It does start animating things, like the cadaver that's hanging. Oh yeah, it does. And the fridge freezer situation does start like moving its, moving fingers, its fingers. And yeah, there. does it show anything else then? It does, but I don't remember. That was just it showed something it else show- first, and then that. Oh, it's just showing the gas going through like the ventilation oh, system and true. putting it everywhere. Uh-huh. It does happen. So then we meet, we meet our new cast Freddy's of friends. All of Freddy's group of friends. Freddy's friends. Which a bunch is of a punks. weird. They're not all punks. That's the thing. It yeah. is a weird, eclectic group of people. It really because Freddie is like a jock. Yeah. Freddie's girlfriend is like a perfect little Miss Press. Yeah. Tina, that's her name. And then you have um, a, a handful of super punk rock people. We got Spider, who is Miguel Nunez, who's all punked out. We get uh, Chuck, who's like that. I, is he the driver? No, Chuck is like that Tom Cruise looking nerd guy who's got like a suit on. Oh, I. He always has the boombox. Okay, I was. I thought you were gonna go through the. Well, we haven't met suicide quite yet. <laughs> when they're walking on the street, he's the driver. They go get suicide so they can get a ride places. But I'll talk about suicide anyway. Who's the most? He's one of the punk people. Yeah, he's one of the most punk dressed of them all. Got the massive chains going across his chest. His head is shaved in weird ways. Yeah. And his name is Suicide. And then there's some chick who... Well, there are two chicks who are wearing terrible wigs. Oh, yeah. The one with the red hair and then the one with the like... One with the red hair is Trash is her name. Okay, makes sense because she sucks. (laughs) Uh, And then Casey is the one with the blue hair. Mm-hmm. But that was so, a, see, that's an got, obvious wig. And then we got. Uh, and then you did mention the the guy in the suit who shaved Chuck. off his the, the old like old style where they would shave off their um, sideburn the area. sideburns and it was just complete. It looks so weird that it was just like straight line behind straight his ear. Straight line, yeah, yeah, not a good look. And then Scuzz, Scuzz is the one with the mohawk. Okay. Who barely gets any lines in this movie, and every line he utters is grade A acting. Let me tell you, I learned the name of none of those people. I think it was hard because you didn't get their their names weren't said a lot. No, and if they were, it was like it was yelled. It was in a f- fast fashion. It yeah. So none of that clicked with me at all. The only one that you can hear like perfect is Tina. The prissy looking girl uh-huh. yeah because it's like it's tar man scuzz tar man is not one of the bucks <laughs> oh no i just saw that name <laughs> but there is someone with a name tar man tar man's <laughs> the guy that's in the barrel the zombie in the barrel the one who was released in the beginning yeah why is his name tar man because later he looks like he's covered in tar oh that is him yeah brains that's right so he didn't he, he just like melted and looked like he was covered in wet shit yeah. <laughs> the entire time. And later when he's like, yeah, like where he was in the basement, like the walls and stuff are covered 
and like brown shitty looking wetness from that piece of shit. <clears throat> but yeah, so so we meet the punks. We find out that they're they just want to party. But they don't. I mean, what's his name? Scuzz is he? Is he the driver? S- suicide's the driver. God damn it! <laughs> suicide's the one. Yeah, the driver. It's got all the chains, all the leather. His car even has suicide spray painted on the front. What an idiot! <laughs> yeah, that looked like a car that right now, if you could own and make it nice, it'd be worth multiple thousands of dollars. But for this movie, they just beat it. Multiple to thousands of dollars. Shit. Yeah, they didn't want to. Because some cars are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and some are worth like 30000 So I didn't want to act like I knew exactly what I was talking about. Okay. So thousands of dollars is just most cars. What most cars cost somewhere in the thousands of dollars okay, range. at least $30,000. <laughs> It'd be a nice car to have. It's got those big fins on the back. It's like a 50s retro looking thing. I, I would drive the shit out of that car. But I can't because they beat it to shit in that movie. So we meet these fucking punks. We see how annoying they are, especially Trash, the girl that with the red hair. God, I hate her. So her much. voice tone is horrendous. Someone's like, "Do you like?" I don't remember what the word is. And she's like, "I like death." And and then the guy, the Chuck, fucking Chuck nerd guy, is like, "I like death. I like death and sex." Or yeah, whatever. Like, she's I, like, "I like death." And he's, he's like, like I, "I like death, death and too. I like death and sex." What about you, uh, Casey? Do you like death and sex? And she goes, yeah, so fuck off and die. (laughs) It's horrible dialogue. As they're walking along the street, you can see Spider, who's Miguel Nunez, just like airboxing for some reason and just... It's because he knows he's the best fucking character in that group of kids. He's, He's like, I am in a movie that is corny as hell. And... I gotta let everyone know that I'm Miguel motherfucking Nunez. I will in the future be Joanna Man. I'm gonna show you in this movie that I Joanna can. I was in Friday the 13th, part five, also as like a punk looking guy, so you know. And I took a shit, and I think I'm the only person who was killed by, well, it wasn't actually Jason Voorhees, it was Roy, because that movie's terrible. I was killed while I was pooping. He's handsome as hell now. I showed you that picture. I think he he's looks, always been a good-looking guy. No, he has, but my God, he looks suave. God, I met him at a horror convention. Didn't he not one? like you? No, Tom Savini doesn't like me, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which still breaks my heart to this day. If I ever get to meet any of these people again, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, years ago, I was really drunk." He does not remember you. Uh, I, I hope he doesn't. Unless he does, I walk up and he's like, "You again, huh?" <laughs> you had long hair. I did, and I was fucking wasted. I was drinking so much vodka that day. But I met Miguel Nunez, and at the time, it was like uh, it was like Chappelle and all these people being like, black actors, black actors, black actors. And I, Nick Peters was filming me for stuff. It was supposed to be for his thing that he was there to film for, but I just took it over and made it my own thing. Yeah. You know, which I usually do. Well, I mean, you were also drunk. Yes, very, very drunk. So drunk that multiple people commented while I was interviewing them. Like, you smell like alcohol. And I would be like, yep, I'm very drunk. Oh, my God. But uh, Embarrassing. Miguel Nunez. I was like, like, I'm here with one of my favorite black actors. This is one of my favorite black actors. And, like, at the time, we didn't have the knowledge or we didn't have the insight that we do now. Like, I hate that I had to make it. You're one of my favorite black actors yeah like like 
well, you're not as good as these white actors, yeah. but you're one of my favorite black ones. Yeah. I wish I could go back in time and be like, you're one of my favorite actors because <laughs> everything you've done that I've seen you in, I've fucking loved you in. And yeah. You make Return of the Living Dead to me. Just the way your mannerisms boxing in the air, the way you say <laughs> things like, yeah. And my God, they missed a chance to make a movie in the 90s about Rick James. He would have been a great he Rick James. He would have been fucking perfect. But instead, they took that long hair look. And they're like, man, you should play a woman who tries to play basketball. Because <laughs> that's just a much better moneymaker for you, Joanna, man. Well, when I met Miguel, I was like, I was like I'm going to get his autograph and here's, his, here's your $20. And I like handed him the $20 bill and he's like, oh no, you're signing my $20 bill too. He was like, signature for signature. So like I had to sign this $20 bill for him that he took. And I guarantee he doesn't have it because you can still spend a $20 bill with someone's signature oh, yeah. on it. <laughs> but I remember at the time being like, Miguel likes me. But now I still still feel so... There are multiple things that happen at that horror convention that I, now I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, you were a dumb kid. I was a dumb kid. I was I've done a lot of things when I was vodka. a stupid kid that I, I cringe at now. And I'm like, God, I wish I didn't say or do that. Yeah. I just wanted people to like me, but instead I made people not like me. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about that horror convention, the two things, one is I did get to talk to people in ways that no one else did because they thought I was like legitimate press. Because you had a man with a camera? I had a man with a camera. He had a microphone that had one of those boxes underneath oh, the yeah. head of it so it looked like official. Uh-huh. Didn't you guys get in for free? Because he got in for free. I had bought my ticket oh. months before, but he got in for free. He was just like, yeah, I'm here Ooh, with the press. press. And they're like, all right, get in there. God. So that worked out for him. I miss him. And two, I got He's to meet smart. the guy from Maniac Cop, who in Maniac Cop, he was like svelte, like buff kind of dude. By the time I met him at the horror convention, he was a gigantic, like like your grandpa kind of fat. Oh, would you um, would you describe him maybe as buffy? He's not a vampire. Nor a slayer. slayer. No, he wasn't. But you even said buffy. he was buff. He was buff back in the day. Yeah, so he was buffy. He was buff McGrath back in the day. <laughs> but when I met him, he had you know like those half gallons of vodka you can buy really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> he had he had two of those, and one he had already downed by the time like four 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 or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. He was fucking wasted, way more drunk than I was. I was at least aware of what was going on. I was able to do things still, but he was fucked up. And I was like, hey, can I get an interview with you? And then this guy was like, I'm his manager. It turns out it was like his nephew. He's like, I'm his manager. Uh, what's in it for him? And I said, I don't know. People can know that he's still alive. Like, What do you mean what's in it for him? Look at him. <laughs> and then he kind of like went, Okay. Wow. And, and then I said on camera, I was like, it looks like you've been drinking a lot today. And he's like, oh, yeah, have a drink with me. And he went to go pick up his next drug of vodka. And his nephew was like, no, 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 no. And he like shoved his nephew to the side. And he was like, gave him a shitty look and took the bottle of vodka out and poured two shots oh my for God. me and him. So I took a shot with the guy from me. Of course you did. It was great. So those are the two things I do like about it. But Tom Savini does hate me. And I still regret the whole my favorite black actor thing I'm but he- i didn't mean it in a derogatory way it's just now the whole black actor if thing. someone took that footage and played it they'd be like oh sam's canceled 
I'm like, no, I'm, I didn't, I didn't know. I did. I was unaware. Well, and that's when you just explain. You don't have to apologize. You just say at the time, the black actor thing was a big thing that people were talking about. So I thought I was being supportive. So I thought I was being, which you did. I mean, that, that you, you may, it may come across as insensitive or whatever, but as long as people know that you, my intentions were good, your intentions were good. Then you can't, I don't think that deserves canceling. If someone's just straight out, like, yeah, fuck this person because of this l- illegitimate reason. Yeah. Then that's totally different. I love you, Miguel. I know you're not going to hear this, but God damn it. I love you. <sighs> And if you have that twenty dollar bill still, <laughs> which you do not, which you don't, that, that went that straight cool. into the bank. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we met them, and then their whole deal is, I just want to party. They just want to kill time because they're waiting on Freddie to get off work. Yeah, Freddie's gonna get off at ten, and um, I guess Freddie's like the main man. I guess I don't know. They're all like so concerned about getting Freddie. Maybe he's just the one who connects them because he's the jock, but he's friends with the punk kids and he's friends with the nerd and his girlfriend's a goody two shoes. So like, yeah, maybe he is the one that connects all of them because they don't look like a group of people who should be hanging out necessarily. No, no. Trisha's parents would be like, you're hanging out with the wrong crew, but they don't even seem like they like they're shitty to like the nerd and her like the punk people are. So there is still like yeah, suicide there, is there's like a divide, but suicide's a dick to everyone. Well, when that one chick fucks with the... Oh, Chuck? The nerd? Yeah. Yeah, everybody shits on the nerd. He's the nerd. Even though he's the guy who supplies all the music and brings the boombox and seems like the best partier of them all. That's because it was the ridiculous time where people looked at nerds because nerds were new. Video games were new. Nerds were still... Computers were new. Nerds were still... Like, fuck that nerd. Now nerds are like, oh, he's cute. Because it turned into those people grew up and took fucking over. <laughs> yeah. And, and made money and make decisions. And they're successful. And it's because they're fucking smart. And they spent their time doing that. Like, all of that shit paid off. This is in the, in the shit of nerds just being like scum for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. When I would argue that the way that some of the uh, punk people, whether they acted were way scummier than just being a nerd. The punk people are just so like lost on their own brain that they're just, they just only know how to be dicks. Mm -hmm. Which I also understand because I went through a phase as you did as well in early to mid twenties where it was more just kind of about being shitty and getting getting your point across and trying to be funny and not really taking yes and not taking into account of like oh i could be like hurting someone's feelings and i genuinely don't that's not what i'm trying to do no so whatever so we've met them what do they go to the uh and they decide to hang out in the cemetery the the, resurrection cemetery resurrection (laughs) which is not a good name for a cemetery ever no I, i assume that's the only resurrection cemetery in existence because that's a horrible name guaranteed uh but they they break it open so for some reason it's graffitied on the outside oh it's like a rundown piece of shit cemetery and it's, Nobody it's goes locked there. off so yeah. they have to break the lock to even get into it yeah so it's weird to me that there would be this huge cemetery with big cemetery walls like a huge gate a ginormous gate not just like a regular gate but like huge fucking gate and they would just be like, no, you can't come in here. Like, is that is that a thing? 
I don't know. It just seems so. This is just a horror movie thing. It might be so run down. It's dangerous. So it was deemed as like not a place the public should go. And it's so old that no one has like direct. Well, I wouldn't say direct. It would be just ancestors, not like someone that they knew. And maybe the tombstones and stuff are so delicate by them. They don't want anybody in there because they can. Even though it didn't really look like that when they were in there. Not really. So then we go back. To the you need a medical supply, and we see Freddie. Well, no, that's well? not true. Actually, we are introduced to, randomly. It seems at the point this point in the movie, there's oh, a military man. Yeah, this fucking guy. Th- there's a military man, and he is cold as fucking oh, yeah. hell. And I mean, his wife is like, "I made your favorite for dinner, like pork chops," and he's just like, "I had it. I had some for lunch yeah, or whatever." He's like, like, "How was your day, honey?" And he's like, "Usual." crap <laughs> like well i made your your dinner's favorite dinner whatever your favorite whatever is almost ready and he's just meal, like, it's lamb chops had him for lunch and just walks away and like this poor woman who is just this cold man but he's he's just very she, militarized he's very oh, just yeah. no emotion no straight to the book to the book that's what i mean yeah, yeah that's it exactly what me. i mean straight to the book and we see all this uh, equipment in his house got like a computer that came straight out of that scene from Willy Wonka where he's like it's like a wall I'm now telling the computer exactly what it can do with a lifetime supply of chocolate <laughs> chocolate <laughs> but yeah it's when computers were just a wall yeah you made the comment of this thing in my hand could do more than that mm-hmm. thing could do <laughs> oh yeah my, my current cell phone could be way more efficient and fast because I was like oh but except that that has a fax machine but then I was like wait a second I have a I can text immediately way faster. And this has to like print out the message. And this fax machine was probably like one word a minute. Oh, it was awful. It was just Colonel Glover's his name. Colonel Danny Glover. Colonel Danny Glover. And he says his wife's name, Ethel. When he's like, Mm -hmm. God damn it, Ethel. Oh my goodness. Which that is something that we did talk about that. uh, Where did I put this note so I can mark it off? Excuse me for a second. Well, I, uh, and let her clear her throat. Okay, sorry. Um, do you want a drink? Do you want a party? Yeah, I love how much old men in old movies are always just like, well, god damn it. <laughs> like, it's just throwing around angry god damn it's Verbally abusive. So much. <laughs> just uh, giving no credit to their wives at all. Like, n- nothing that they say or think matters. It's yeah. just like... Let me alone, woman, but make sure you have dinner ready, yeah. whether I like it or not. Even if I already had it for lunch. That's the thing, too. I was thinking, like, well, if it's your favorite meal, who cares if you had it for lunch? It's your fucking favorite meal. You get to have it twice in one day. And if you had it for lunch, it may not have been prepared the exact same way as your wife yeah. is going to prepare it because she's going to know exactly how you like it done because she's your wife. Unless Ethel's cooking fucking sucks. I don't know. I mean, she lit candles. She had. I, she really spent her time getting ready for him and she looks like 20 years older than him yeah but that's i think that's just because you know men age better than women unfortunately and this is the time where like you could be 43 and for some reason you look like you're 68 women back in the day women and men women for sure you'll see things and be like wait he was only 36 when he made this it's like i'm 34 and i still look like i mean i'm not saying i look like a teenager but i don't look not even just I. Many 34-year-olds I know do not look 34 anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless that's just what happens when you get older in your eyes. You're just used to looking at a 34-year-old. So you're 
just in the mindset now of like I'll meet people on the road and they'll be like, yeah, I'm 46. I'm like, what? I thought you were my fucking age. Uh-huh. This is crazy. Yeah, I think so. I think your perspective definitely changes when you get older. It's preservatives in the food. It's preserving us all. Yeah, it's preserving <laughs> this gut that I have around my waist. So now we get, we've seen the scene of Colonel Glover. We get to know that he's doing something with, you can kind of figure it out. He's a military man. Yeah. You can kind of figure important. out that he has something to do with these tanks. Well, and they're, they are talking about how they're trying to locate because there's a shipment that was missing. I didn't pick that up the first time, but he does allude to that, that they are trying to locate this missing shipment. Cause it, so it, can't, it couldn't have been that long ago, I imagine, I unless know. they've just still been on the lookout. Unless they're just terrible at their jobs and can't find out where they went. I don't know. So then we go back to the you need a medical supplier. Frank and Freddy are on the ground. Oh, shit. What? There was one thing that I forgot to say because of this uh, this note that I have here, which I think is interesting. Um, the nerd kid. What is I don't I can't remember. Chuck. names. Chuck. He when they say that they're going to go and hang out in the graveyard, he is he's hesitant and he says that he's never seen a graveyard before because he doesn't know anyone who's died. Yeah, that's so weird. So that's that was yeah, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I wrote the whole fucking thing out cuz I was just like that does not make sense. I'm pretty sure everyone knows someone who's died. Or you at least have been to a graveyard or yeah. by it or Let's in it. Let's go visit like, your fucking great grandpa. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Plus I used to just live by a graveyard and it was fun to walk through. Yeah. True. Cuz it was like a track. I went walking around with Walt Anking one night. He was like, let's cut through the graveyard. And I was like, no. He's like, what? And I was like, no, that's scary. I'm not walking through the graveyard. And he was like, just kept calling me a pussy. And I was like, I'm not walking through the fucking graveyard at night. I've watched too many horror movies. I'm not doing this. And I ended up doing it. And I remember the whole time, just just being irrational out. fear of like, I'm going to look over and a fucking hand's going to pop out from over there. <laughs> I, I had that fear a little more when I was in like, like a teenager or whatever, because I liked horror movies but it was also me trying to you know in the days of blockbuster and there being so like you know you get you rent so many you get like a deal so we would do that as a family all the all of the time and that would be like our plan for the weekend would be to watch all of these movies every fucking weekend because you know media music movies tv and more (laughs) and um i just i remember like seeking things out like the exorcist to watch that for the first time and just all of these movies and i would watch them by myself so i did have like i've never really been fully afraid of the dark but it's just the unknown you know which i think is what scares everyone is just the unknown but i've never really been scared of cemeteries yeah but there is always this like looming feeling of like what if because i've seen movies about this you know what's changed as i get older i wouldn't I would still be a little creeped out walking through a graveyard at night, but it wouldn't be because of something supernatural. It would be like, what if there's some fucking asshole out there who's just hanging out there and he's just going to find it fun to like stab Rose, me? I was going to say throw something, something at you. Anything. Like, yeah. That, that's the more scary thing now. It's like I'm actually thinking of real fucking people. Some punk kid? Yeah, some fucking punk kid with red hair and tattoos. Ew. thinking he's cool because he's got homer simpson on his arm the worst kind <laughs> so now we go back to for the third time we've got to the you need a medical supply with frank and freddie on the floor the tank has been breached they get up 
and there's no body. Well, they get up, and we get the beginning of the hysterical fake coughing that happens the whole time by Frank. Yeah, they talk about how they just they feel terrible. But they look in the tank, and there's no body. Mm-hmm. And we find out later that Tar Man... Nobody. Tar, that Tar Man got out of there. He's not even a Tar Man yet. He should be. But he should be... He got out. Why didn't he attack him when they were on the ground? Why didn't he attack him as soon as they got up and started walking around? Nothing made sense. He's fucking out and about. He should he should have already leaned out of a curtain and gone brains. Maybe he had to regenerate by going through the sewage system first. <laughs> he had to take a big shit and that's so, what's all over. So him. he became a tar man. <laughs> so then they go up, you know, they're feeling bad. Frank pukes. Even though it's funny because Freddie says, I think I'm going to puke, and then Frank pukes. Yeah. I think I'm going to be sick, and then Frank's just like... <laughs> the sound effects are not good in this movie. Oh, no. A lot of people don't know what things really sound like, apparently. <laughs> you know what it sounded like when my cousin Tate puked? <laughs> I'm going to do an impression of Tate puking now. Oh, God. This is going to be bad. I knew it was going to be silence. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, and he was burned up, and his ashes were put in different containers. I think he's back in the back room right now. No, I I put him somewhere because I know that you would lose him. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I know where your cousin is. You do not. I do not. You're right. So they go upstairs, you know, and they uh, smells bad. They start spraying Lysol, which they had to contact Lysol to get permission to use it, mm-hmm. and Lysol said. Yeah, that would be great publicity because you're saying that Lysol will cover any smell, no matter how bad it is. So they're spraying Lysol, and then he starts hearing that dog bark. Mm -hmm. They they go find that split dog on the ground because it's come back to life. It came back to life, and it somehow fell off of the top shelf, but of course with the half side down. So (laughs) he was like, this dog that is, you know, fucking hammered to this stand... I'm going to feel it and be freaked the fuck out when I flip it over. Yeah. And it like peels off of the floor because it's got all the goop from the, The the, I guess, the juices that are now flowing through it. The insides. Because I guess you just also you get (laughs) re-moistened. Your reanimation also comes with uh, rehydrating everything. Do you want to hydrate? Do, do, do. do you want a party? God, that's going to happen this whole time. This is oh, Hank. And then he beats the shit out of that dog with the, what do you call it, a crutch? Yeah, and he just randomly picks up a crutch and starts beating it and like crying. He's like, he's like what are we going to do? We're going to kill it. <laughs> he just beats the dog and the dog starts whimpering. And then, he yeah, he just starts crying a lot. Did you notice the scene where the butterflies mm-hmm. are fluttering? So even the butterflies, this... Trioxin brings back animals, too. Yeah, everything. Everything. Except for the skeletons that are hanging up. It's because I don't think that they're actual... It's just bones at that point. There's nothing else connected. There's no brain. There's, there's no, no heart. muscular structure. There's no... Yeah, there's n- no eyes. It's, it's nothing. It's just... But then at the same time, later there is a skeleton that reanimates out of a grave. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, but there's still eyes in it. They break rules... That they've made. Yeah, they break their own rules. It's for sure. All the time. All the time. And then what do you hear? The man yelling. The cadaver that was hanging from his head. We hear him starting to yell. 
and beat on the door. Yeah, and I mean, I I know that this is a little this is telling it in you know the future, but if you've seen this movie, then you you do find out that this the, the stuff that they breathe that reanimated the dead did take their lives. Yeah. So they were actually killed and are reanimated and they don't know it. Um, but I did make a note that I hope I have something close to that old man's panic energy when I'm dead. Because when he was freaking out, like when they woke back up and everything <laughs> and he killed shit and he was like, I mean, he had tremendous panic energy for being a dead man. The guy, the cadaver? No, the old man, Frank. Oh, you just mean energy in general. Okay. Yes. because they I were, thought you were talking about the frantic energy of the corpse because he because it's like they were dead but it's like they also weren't dead i don't know it, they, again about setting rules and breaking them it doesn't make sense because then freddie has to die and then like immediately reanimates but he's technically been dead yeah so yeah none of it makes sense. no none of it does <laughs> okay so anyway i farted and it smells because i have to poop oh okay do we need to take a break soon so you can poop? I mean, where are we at time-wise? It seems like we should definitely we're take at, a break. We're at an hour and eight minutes. Yeah, I think we should take a break. <laughs> All right, so I'm things st- have been reanimated. Things have been reanimated. We've learned that the cadaver is inside the uh, fridge, the, the actual full body that is dead. What do you think they call dead bodies cadavers? Why are they called cadavers? Yeah. Do not know. I think that's just the word they chose. It's probably Latin. Are you going to look it up before the break? It's probably Latin. (laughs) It's probably Latin. Why are dead bodies called cadavers? The term could... Oh, my God. The term cadaver is used in courts of law to refer to a dead body, as well as by recovery terms, searching for bodies and natural disasters. The word comes from the Latin word. Yeah! <laughs> Is it cadere to fall? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I was right that it came from Latin. I, it came from Latin, Sam. It came from Latina. Ooh, let's take a break. All right, it's break time. Let's take a break and uh, we'll be back. I'll get this shit out of me. We'll talk about more shit. Yeah. What is this song? The Surfing Dead! Oh, my God. We'll be back. Do you have to pee before I take a shit? Hello. Say brains through that. <laughs> yeah, we're perfect. All right, we back. Fresh brains. We're back. We're back. Michelle's got the poop out. Oh my god, I feel like I got an episiotomy. <laughs> Do you know what that is? That's when a woman is um, having a baby and they cut from the vagina the to the butthole. Yes, they cut the taint. To let the baby out. I feel like my entire um, bottom half of my body has been cut open for a baby. 
And that baby is made out of shit. A poop baby. And I would consider any baby that would come out of my body would be pretty shitty. <laughs> so uh, down the toilet you go. Flush, flush, flush. Flush, flush, flush. Flush it on down to the river now. Flush my poop down to the river now. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Our pipeline goes directly to a river. Okay. You didn't know this? Have you ridden it to the river? I surf down it all the time. Ugh. I'm uh, the surfing dead. Earlier I watched um, a monument be pulled down from behind, but someone had a skateboard and they were like hitting it. And then, like, it was pulled from behind. So it was funny to see a white kid with a, sta- a skateboard making his statement, smacking the front of the uh, monument of a racist man for it to then fall over. Skateboards unite. Yay. I've been seeing a lot of skateboards used in the uh, looting videos. Skateboards against racism? Uh, yeah. All right, well, we're back. We're talking about Return of the Living Dead. We're talking about that. So we left off. The cadaver inside of the freezer is, is alive. alive again. The punks are partying in the graveyard. And um, Freddie and Frank are freaked out, but Frank does. He ends up calling Bert. We better call the boss. And he's just like, something happened. You need to come here. Yeah. He does not specify. Which then we get a cut scene. I believe it's right here. Where we see trash and spider oh God. sitting on the side of a, 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 a they're sitting by a head, by, headstone. It's like one of those big rectangle ones too. And uh, she starts off with her classic line: "Do you ever fantasize about being killed?" And then, <laughs> I think Miguel Nunez is hilarious in this scene because he's just like. I try not to think about death too much. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. And then uh, she proceeds to talk about how she fantasizes about having a bunch of old men. Old men, which is interesting. Get around me and first they'll tear my clothes off. And then she just basically proceeds to take off all of her clothes and do a dance for everybody in the graveyard. Bitch gets naked for no goddamn reason just to show her tits. And then all of the guys are like, yeah, shine a light on it. And then she just like gets up on someone's somebody's like trash is taking her clothes off again. (laughs) And then she just gets naked and starts dancing while all of the men oogle at her. This is this is the song that she dances to. I have it written down, so I'm ready. This scene is fucking hilarious to me. It's so bad. Yeah, but you didn't move your eyes from it. I watched the whole movie with my undivided attention. And with your penis slightly erect. Yeah, sure. We'll make love till we die. I watched. <laughs> goddamn kazoo. I'm an old man. I say goddamn a lot. And uh, spirit of the movie. I watch the scene, and I watch uh, the two with the flares in their hands, because the way they're dancing around her and moving the flares is fucking hilarious to me. Because they're supposed to be like punk dudes, but they're just like, I'm grooving, man. Yeah. I did research on this scene. 
I always thought she didn't want to be fully naked, and that's why they had to make a fake vagina codpiece kind of thing for her. I'm sure it's writing. No, well, it partly was. I guess the producers showed up, and they were like, she was, didn't have anything on the bottom, but she had pubic hair. And they're like, we can't show pubic hair. What are you doing? So to get around that, they made like a Ken doll, Barbie doll type appliance that went over her vagina, which then she spends the rest of this movie yeah, she's, naked. She's naked throughout the rest of the movie. But how dare you show the bush? You can show the, the <laughs> ass crack else. and the tits, but how dare you show pubic hair that we are all born to eventually have. So the girl with the blue hair? Most of us. She was a stripper. And the director would frequent the strip club that she was at. And he asked her to be that role. And she said, I'm tired of being naked all the time. Can I play a different character that doesn't have to get naked? And then she, I think in a catty way, said, plus, if I would have done that scene, we would have gotten an X rating because I have a much more, much more sexuality to me than the girl that did it does. I mean, the other chick was very, very thin. Like, I mean, you know, like strong and stuff, but she's like a little girl. Like, she just looks like a smaller girl. The other one, the other one who probably, who you said like was a stripper. Yeah. I think she looks more like a, a woman. Like, she looks a little older. So. Trash does look like. like a, She a, looks like a teenager. Yeah, like, she oh, looks yeah. young and little and like, yeah. And I found out that it's Trash weird. is the same girl that in Night of the Demons. She shows her breast in that movie, too. Of course. And she sticks a uh, lipstick into her boob. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you talked about that There's before. a really weird scene where she just shoves lipstick into her boob because she's, <sighs> like, possessed. And it's very, very, very strange. She looks very trashy in general. Her name is, is it Lene Quigley? Yeah. Look at her. Yep, that's her. She looks like she came right out of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> sorority babes in the slime ball something but my note is hollywood chainsaw oh yeah hookers she, she did a fuck ton of nightmare sisters creepazoid savage streets it's all these like 80s or maybe even 90s like super sexualized beach babes from beyond beach babes from beyond deadly embrace murder weapon with just women in sh- fucking leather jackets and brawls with Huge push-up brawls, like big tits. <laughs> yeah, it's it was definitely ridiculous. a genre of movie there for a while. Oh yeah, and she was uh, the go-to lady. So then uh, we get to see her they, name's Barbara. They called Bert, and Bert is now at the fucking place. Explain the whole situation, and they got to deal with that goddamn cadaver. That's freaking out yeah. inside that cooler they for i would just fucking leave it in there but they decided to unlock it and let him out because earlier they said we need to lock this yeah they locked it and then uh and then they called bert and then now bert's there so they've decided okay we're gonna open this bert gave him the uh combination and he gave uh frank that big pickaxe and uh then they open the door and the cadaver is released and he runs right after bert right (laughs) yeah he goes straight for bert he goes straight for bert he's like (laughs) 
He is credited as Yellow Cadaver because some reason his skin is so yellow. Yeah. Um, but any this is an interesting thing that will come up, but we talked about this, is that some people when they're reanimated, they look like they are still just falling apart. But when some people are reanimated like this cadaver, all of a sudden he has incredible skin. He's smooth well, head he, to toe. He's just the the condition that he was in at time of death. Yeah, but that isn't the same for everyone because there are people who are rotting who then come to life and they're still like rotting. Yeah, but they were rotting at time of resurrection. Like the people that come out of the ground, they're rotting at time of resurrection. Yeah, I don't know. I disagree. Because there's also eventually someone gets eaten alive and comes back with perfect skin. So uh, it's again, yeah, it's very that one's weird. And other people who get yeah get their brains eaten all of a the sudden they're just fully formed people. But then some people don't come back. So there's just yeah, yep. there's no consistency <laughs> to any of that. But I do want to say that Yellow Cadaver has incredible skin. He's a beautiful man, and he we really get to is. see his butt. We do, and in that trailer that you shared, his, got to see his, his butt. butt was in that as well, which is surprising. And I think every time I've ever watched this movie, I've tried to see if I can get a shot of balls or peen. <laughs> or peen. So they hold him down, and they just decide that, I mean, Bert's just like, I'm going to take this like pickaxe thing, and I'm going to drive it in through, through your head, because in the movies, that's what they did. Yeah. In Night of the Living Dead, They once they got to the penetrated the brain and that's how they killed him shoot the head it'll be dead uh-huh and uh doesn't do a fucking thing besides put a pickaxe in the thing he puts and a pickaxe like, <laughs> yeah and i think that this this part immediately feels like it's definitely a parody film to me oh yeah it's so it becomes so like the cheesemo is thick and it's just real almost like slapsticky between them and it's like what is it? You got to hit the brain. Uh, he, he hits it and he's like, the brain, the brain. I hit the fucking brain. <laughs> yes. That's a moment that you share with your former band. Yeah. I remember teacher. I, my band teacher heard us talking about return of the living dead. And then he real quietly came up to us and went, I hit the fucking brain. <laughs> and then I remember all of us being like, oh, we just heard Mr. Norton say, fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. And I bet your respect for him grew tremendously. Oh, I did. Cause I found out he was a fan of that. I found out he was a fan of evil dead Two. It seems like he likes, cause evil dead two is way cheesier than evil dead. seems like he, he likes thrives the on cheese, like ridiculous balls out the comedy horror. Yep. Which is what this is classified as. Yeah. And then it doesn't do anything. He cuts off the cadaver's head with that hacksaw. Oh my god! Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's making those weird noises. It's like <laughs> <laughs> again, whoever decided to do. I mean, everyone doing sounds in this movie. It's rough. It's yeah, funny, absolutely, but it's not good. No, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what he thinks? Oh, uh, they got to figure out a way to completely dispose of the body because they have now realized that these type of zombies. Just cannot be killed. You can take the brain off. You can cut their head off. They completely dismembered him and cut him into pieces and everything was still moving. Yeah, yeah. He's like, give me the bone saw. But they see that the mortuary guy who has a crematorium across the street, Ernie. Because they don't know what to do. And, and Bert is like my friend Ernie. Bert is like my friend Ernie across the street. <laughs> yep. Good old Bert and Ernie, best friends. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until you said that. And the writer did not do that on purpose. 
He was like, I was even, I was unaware of the Bert and Ernie characters. I just called this guy Bert and called this guy Ernie. Those are such classic names around that time, though. Yeah. Bert, Ernie, Frank, Fred. They're all classics. Trash. Trash, man. I've known so many people named Trash. Yeah, but Tina. Trish. Isn't there a Tina? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it is Tina. I saw the, uh, a oh, Tina. Tina. Yeah. Tina. So the whole plan is we're just going to burn up this body. But first, I got to cut it up and get it over there. <coughs> and, you know, there's some other punk nonsense. We get that great scene with suicide where he's like, you know, you guys don't fucking understand me. You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. <laughs> Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. That's not Miguel. I thought he's. Do you thought you said spider? Suicide. Oh, fuck suicide. <laughs> I'm spider all the way. Oh, spider's the best punk of them all, mm-hmm. by far. He's like Rick James punk. He's the only one who seems. I mean, I guess like the Goody Two Shoes girl Tina sounds seems believable, but she's an awful actress. Trash doesn't seem believable, and she's an awful actress. Yeah. Spider makes sense. He actually like feels like someone of that age who isn't overacting. Yeah. He's a good actor. Miguel Nunez is the shit. Yeah. He, he Joanna proved it he's, in, the, in the future. He's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> favorite actors. Do you really feel that way? Uh, <laughs> I don't even... My, my deal with like picking a favorite actor... It's hard for me to pick my favorite, so I got to think like, who in everything I've seen them in has been good, mm-hmm. and everything I've ever seen Miguel do, I've been like, yeah, my eye just goes straight to him. Again, like, he's a handsome man. So what? They go over to the mortuary, and we meet Ernie, who I found out later, people believe is a escaped Nazi. Uh, the character in the movie, not the actor. Yeah, no, not the actor. Okay. The the character in the movie because he's got like a picture of Ava Braun. In the background, who had something to do with Hitler? Was that his girlfriend? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's got a picture of her hanging on the wall. This, the music he's listening to on his headphones when he's cutting or when he's doing that cadaver or that dead body work, mm-hmm. it's like from German military times. Mm-hmm. The gun that he's got is a German Nazi gun. Mm-hmm. So all things point to him being an escaped Nazi, which adds a whole new dynamic to it because... He's one of my favorite characters in this movie. He, lo- he definitely has a creepy fucking face. Yeah, he's got a creepy face. I think he's one of the best actors in this movie mm-hmm. by far. The best actors in the whole thing are Miguel, Ernie, and Bert. Like, Frank and Freddy, they're just over the top, which they were hired to do, and they're good at doing the over the top, but, like, the whole time, like, Frank is just... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Bert it's like hey bud how long have we been friends and then he's like I need you to do me a favor and he brings the bags in and he won't tell him what's in the bags when he asks him he says the classic line rabid weasels rabid weasels <laughs> rabid weasels his tone his voice tone is a tone that nobody has anymore it was almost like it's good stuff yeah it's like Johnny Carson yeah it's rabid weasels yeah, rabid weasels which in real life the things they put in the bags to make a move was those uh, monkeys that had the symbols oh okay they just they took, just the, took symbols the symbols away. off and they just put them in the bags so that they smart. would move yeah it's really smart I was wondering how they were able to do that and control those 
bagged things. And he's like, I'm not going to burn these rabid weasels alive. At least let me take them out back and put them out of their misery. Yeah, he's just like, that's so inhumane. By the way, do you notice when he pours a cup of coffee before any of the guys come in with the bags, he's still wearing the bloody gloves from working on that body. And he's drinking. And he just like drinks right out of it. Mm-hmm. Like he has no concern. He's for, completely covered in blood. Yeah, he's completely covered in blood. Which is weird because the body that he's working on isn't, isn't bloody. And we never see that body again. That's true. It should... I mean, it didn't get rained on, so there would be no reason for it to come alive. Oh, excuse me. Come alive. But we never see it again. We never see it being put away. But it's in the air. In general, where else is the air coming from inside the building? I mean, maybe it just takes a while. Maybe I don't eventually know if it, made it into gets the rest because it goes up the flume. Well, they eventually says it's not weasels in the bag, and he shows them, you know, the arm, and he realizes he tells them the whole story. So they're going to go put it in the crematorium. Well, they dump the arm out and show it to <laughs> him, and it grabs, grabs his him. ankle and rips his pants, and he looks like he saw a ghost. Like yeah. he looks I mean, legitimately freaked out. Think about it in real life; that would scare the shit out of you, right? <laughs> it would. I want to say something that I looked up, which is okay. briefly mentioned later. But I was curious about when we did see the dead body on the table that he was working on had a huge bruise on its side. And I was wondering, like, I don't know why, but I was wondering, is that just what bodies do? So I looked it up and this is taken from a website, but I want to read this, which I think is interesting because I learned something. It is very briefly mentioned later, but this is a little more in detail. It's called liver mortis. Liver mortis. Liver mortis. Uh, refers to the bluish purple discoloration under the skin of the lower body parts due to gravitation of blood after death. So it's your body pulling on like the bottom parts or like the, the parts bottom half of you because yeah. that's where the gravity is sending the blood since your heart isn't pumping and it's not being sent so it makes through sense. your whole body anymore. That it the discoloration is because of that. It's uh, it says the onset of discoloration or lividity is what it's referred to. Silent lividity. Its location and color provide info on time and cause of death. Huh. So based on like how much it's set in, how long it's been there, stuff like that, I think is interesting. And he does that whole spiel about rigor mortis, which is to set up later in the movie. But then also when we find out that, you know, that what has happened to Freddie and Frank has actually killed them. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, are tightening and they're in pain and stuff and then they pull up the back of a shirt and he says it looks like a it's rigor mortis is setting in well he said that it's blood was pulling because he's been laying down yeah so that's how it kind of briefly hints at it but i thought it was interesting because i didn't know specifically about lividity and that where it is and the color can provide information on when and how you died Interesting. I think that's interesting. So they've agreed, he's agreed to burn up the body. After he was attacked by the hand, yeah. yes. After the after Thing came after him from Adam's family, <laughs> he was like, I'm burning Thing. So they go to the crematorium, they throw the bags in the Thing, they're going to burn it up, which I want to know if it actually is the hardest thing to burn on the body is the heart, since they... Make that comment. They say, yeah, but I wonder if it's just because it's juicy and full of blood. He said it's because it's one tough, one tough muscle. It's one tough muscle, but it's also very lubricated because that's where the blood is, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's a very moist muscle. It's more than it's a very moist muscle, 
And then we get the foreshadowing of Frank leaning in and saying, big fucking favor. I could operate that goddamn thing, which ties in later to the movie, operating the whole crematorium deal, Mm -hmm. which this is like what sets the movie off because the great 80s effect of showing the chimney Mm -hmm. and it's like, Nothing coming out of it, and then all of a sudden it's like some weird cut, billowing, and then just billowing smoke starts mm-hmm. coming out of it. And then at this time as well, um, Freddie's girlfriend Tina decides, "Oh, he's getting ready to get off work, so I'm going to go and walk over, oh, and, yeah. and meet him." Yeah, it's got that great Miguel Nunez, Miguel Nunez scene <laughs> where she's like, "Spider, what time?" Do you have? Do you know what time it is? And he pulls out that like pocket watch, and he's got that stick that it, you could tell they were just in production. Like, uh, pick up that stick, hold on that stick, do something with the stick. And he does. I don't know why I love this scene so much, but he's just like takes the pocket watch out, looks at it, hits it two times with the stick. <laughs> About almost ten. <laughs> oh, I've got to go. Tell, he's got like true emotion because he's like, "All right, you go, and we'll be here." And he like rubs the back of her. With the stick, like he's he cares, like he's mm-hmm. a punk, but he's like empathetic. There's there's dimensions to Miguel Nunez. There are dimensions to all of the characters that I think is what allows them to be connected, because maybe suicide and scuzz or whatever the fuck his name is, maybe they are were are more Spider's friends, and then Spider is friends with. Like, like it's connected through different people because Spider isn't as punk as them that he could also hang around and talk yeah. with the chicks and like be friends with the jock. So and speaking of relationships, Trash is so Suicide's maybe, girlfriend, right? Yes. Okay. It, that's what it seems like. Even yeah. though she's rubbing all over him. Chuck uh, hits on her. She's like, I'm so Because hot. she was like, naked. Yeah, you're right. You are hot. Beat it, dweeb. And then she just starts like thrusting all over Suicide's leg and like rubbing her cod piece (laughs) up and down him. And she is a fucking horrid actress. She is terrible. That redheaded bitch. (laughs) I love that scene though when Suicide's like, get out of here. Have some respect for the dead. Yeah, I did (laughs) like that. I did like that. But speaking of Tina looking for Freddy and she, she, it starts raining when this is happening so she she's like knocking on the outside like hey freddie like whatever and then it starts raining so she goes inside yeah and it's toxic rain it is toxic because of what is now the trioxin has made it into the atmosphere do you think it made it rain i would assume so because it just happened out of nowhere it's like it goes up in the sky and all of a sudden it's a chemical reaction i guess and then it makes it rain and obviously it spreads this into the um the graveyard but what i think is interesting when tina goes into the you need a medical supplies oh god you need a medical supply <laughs> she which i thought was weird it's really weird to watch a horror movie where a girl is scream is like not screaming but yelling out the name freddie because she wants to see someone named freddie <laughs> in a dark dingy building and basically a boiler room <laughs> yeah and it's really weird for it to be like freddie freddie where are you when it's usually it's like freddie like oh i'm right here yeah <laughs> i felt not you <laughs> i felt that crossover and i was just like this feels really odd and out of place to hear someone like want to find freddie so where are we at here we got 
Trish or Tina. I don't know her goddamn name. <laughs> it's Tina is okay. the girlfriend. And she is trying to find them. And they're not there because they're across the street at the mortuary. And then we got... They're at the mortuary and the punks are still... The punks and the friends and everyone is still at the graveyard because she's the only one who left to get Freddie and bring him back. And then they were going to party together. But since it starts raining, the punks fucking freak out. And they're like, oh, no, get to the car, get to the car. And then the trash is like, it's burning my skin. Yeah, it's like, Here's a scene with my boobs in it again. Because she took off and didn't grab any of her clothes. Yeah, she grabbed one. Did you notice that? She starts running with one and it grab, like hooks on a bush or something. And she just... Says like, ah, fuck it, and just leaves. I guess I do remember that, but I also remember later when she finds a sheet and wraps it around her, and then they have to run out of the basement. That gets snagged, and she has to leave that behind as well. Oh, you know the director was just like, yeah, we'll give you clothes for two minutes, maybe. And then you're going to need to lose it, (laughs) because her ass was hanging out the entire rest of the the movie, and her boobs, and she would like kind of try and maybe cover it, because she'd wear like a vest, (laughs) but it would still be open the entire time, and her butt would be hanging out the bottom. So this is when Tina meets... The, the star of the whole movie, if you ask me. Tar Man. Yeah, this is when we, everyone meets Tar Man because we think, just as Freddie and Frank said, just and, melted. And, and because you saw it, it looked like, yeah. Just gone. The body just melted away yeah. in the opening, uh, not the opening, but the, um, the credit sequence? No, because that sounds like the it's, end. It's the opening. The opening credits, yeah. sure. Pre-credits. That's what I mean. And he just sticks his head out of that thing. It's like, brains. Yeah. And so she locks herself in this, like, cabinet well, thing. First, she runs up the uh, stairs and goes through uh, that third right. step. They, which I read, they didn't tell her that was going to happen. So she just supposedly... That was ran, real? That was just real. And then she just thankfully grabbed onto the second step and didn't get, and did get hurt. actually hurt. I really liked how it was coming at the stairs after her and she fell through the floor and she was trying to, or through the stairs and was trying to pull herself up and then it was coming after her and then she just dropped. Yeah. I liked that. I thought that was a very good, like she didn't just wait and then have like an yeah, altercation, yeah. like interaction with him. She was just kind of immediately like, this is what I need to do. Yeah, I like it because Tarman <laughs> sees it happen and he kind of like has this look like, Guess I gotta go back down uh-huh. the stairs now. It's it's really interesting how efficient the zombies end up being in this because oh, yeah. she runs and locks herself in a cabinet and he like hooks up chains and stuff to yeah, the doors that, to pull it open. Yeah, they got that chain pulley system down there. Yeah, and he just knows what to do. I guess so. Which is interesting. <laughs> do you think you think a live person would know how to do that? That's what I'm saying. Like, he just knew. Like, he must have been a mechanic in the past. Maybe he, yeah, he must have experience. He must work out. Um, so it's just interesting to see how resourceful some of these um, hombies end up being. And then we do cut back to the friends who they are now like, we need to get out of this car because it's a. The top con- is ruined. It's like a con. It would it be a convertible? Yeah, it was a convertible top, but, but it was had a bunch of slits in it. And then he like one of them touches it, and it breaks even more and starts pouring even more water on. He doesn't have any windows in his car. He's no. like, I smashed them out. You know, because I'm so angry all the oh time. Oh my god! None of you fucking get me. You think it's a fucking costume? So then they they go to try and find Freddie and Tina because they're like, we need to get out of this situation. This is a fucking mess. And uh, they just so happen to show up. They hear Tina screaming. Uh, they come downstairs. 
And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is crazy. They see the doors get pulled off by the chains. Yeah. And they then can't all... see Tarman at this point. No, because he is behind a sheet that is cleverly placed between them. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, he moves. Uh, is it suicide? Suicide pulls the sheet. Pulls the sheet. And he's like, what the fuck? And then immediately, fresh brains. Fresh brains. By the way, this is the movie that made a lot of people think that zombies wanted brains well because i feel like it said so oh, fucking much fuck time. and even in the trailer i feel like half of the entire um dialogue in the trailer was just brains and brains brains brains, brains, brains. remember the simpsons episode brains. where remember the simpsons episode where bart accidentally brings zombies it's a halloween episode he actually he accidentally brings zombies back, and it's got that classic line where uh, Homer shoots Flanders, and they're like, "Dad, you shot zombie Flanders. Flanders was a zombie." <laughs> <laughs> but in that episode, all the zombies are also like brains, brains, brains. I'm sure. I mean, that show was constantly just doing things that inspired referential, mm-hmm, very much uh, so. Um, so this does happen and suicide gets his fucking head bitten in. And then they're just like, Oh no, it's Miguel Nunez. Spider picks up a, a paint can, <laughs> yeah, which was clearly empty. <laughs> and he threw it at the tar man. And then he's like more. more brains. Brains. And I don't remember. Did they just knock his head off or something? No, that's much later. They just, uh, they just run away. They just run upstairs and skip that third step and just keep them. And just locked. they, they uh, nail boards over the door. That's right. That's right. That's what they do. And then it shows us Fred and Frank and Bert and Ernie back well, at the mortuary. Well, I want to say before that happens, because I wrote this note, which I thought was interesting, as though they're like, we, sh- we should call the cops because their friend's head was just eaten by a monster. And uh, I, I wrote the line or the quote. I don't want to call the cops. The cops are just going to kick our ass. ass. And is, th- is that not the fucking truth? No, seriously, that people, I mean, it's not just something punks have thought forever or people like Miguel Nunez, some people's favorite black actors, uh, (laughs) actor, favorite actor, (laughs) who like, you know that you can't call for help because they're not going to believe you. They're going to immediately blame you and think that you had some hand in it when like that they're supposed to be there to serve and protect. But because there are prejudices and people do have their own fucking I, I think what I want. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't because it's not fair. So yeah, I, I thought that that was an interesting take on just society in general because just on based on who they were, they're like the cops are not going to help us. Yeah, yeah. So, and they, they even set that up earlier when they're like, we can't go hang out in the park. Cops said if we were there again, they'd beat us up or something like that. That's crazy. So they just have no trust Mm-mm. for the cops. But where are we at? We get Fred, Frank. Bert and Ernie. Yeah, we're back to the he's, mortuary. He's burned up the corpse. It's completely gone. And they think they're so happy. They're like, yeah, this is taken care of. Well, Bert's so happy. Well, and yeah. they turn around and Frank and Freddy. Turns out they are room temperature. They feel terrible. Yeah, they're just, they just they look awful. They're turning white. They got like red bags under their eyes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, uh, they're wearing like brown lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but they're just like. They're shaking and they're cold and they feel bad, but they're they hurt like they're just like I feel like hell. So now it's the point where they gotta 
they got to get him to the hospital. So they're going to they call the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Say they have poisonings. Two men have been poisoned. And we don't know where the poison comes from. They're still trying to hide their tracks. Because they do not know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. They don't know about Tar Man back at the Unita Medical Supply. They don't know anything. Now they know that they just need to they need to get help there. So they do call some uh, some paramedics. They call an ambulance. What shows up? And they find out through vital signs that Fred and Frank are basically dead. They're dead. And the guy's like, I don't literally mean you're dead. Obviously, you're still moving around, but, you know, vital signs are telling me that you're dead. Yeah, so, because they do check their pulse, you know, no pulse, room temperature. And during that, we get all cut scenes, because the kids, the punks are all freaked out, because Tar Man was there, so then they run back to the graveyard, I guess, just to hang out, because they don't know what's about to happen either. And then that's when... Yeah, they just hang out, oh, and... Yeah, aren't they just kind of shielding themselves from the rain that's still happening? Yeah, because they keep... I always forget. I want to be like, ah, a bunch of punks are afraid of getting wet. But it's actually, she says like, this is burning my skin. It's Uh burning my skin. So then we get to see a bunch of corpses start to come out of the ground. And it gives us like a whole montage, including that horrible, horrible. uh, Do you want a party? Yeah. The scene where the uh, skeleton pops out. And you can see the wire in its mouth. Apparently, the guy who made the special effects was like, that was supposed to be like a... It was supposed to be not... That wasn't supposed to be the final product. Brutally raped? That's what that just said. Dun, dun, dun. Party time by 45 Grave. But, uh... It looks terrible. The skeleton that comes up, it looks like... What's that? It's like, not creepy crawlers, but there used to be this toy that was like a skeleton face, and you could apply it. It was like Monster Maker or something, and you would put like creepy noses and stuff on it. Okay. It looks just like that. And apparently so the special like effects a, guy was a mad. A skeleton version of a Mr. Potato Head? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But special effects guy was pissed that they used... That the song and beca- sucks, and it became like a uh, promotional material. Was like one of his worst special effect things, so he wasn't happy. But now we got bodies coming out of the ground. They're chasing the kids. Well, it's interesting because the kids take off, but the girl who was just like, "I like death," and I'm so hardcore. She was so freaked out. Oh yeah, that she just stood there and screamed while everyone else like took off. And yeah. She, yeah, she just like froze. And then she tries to run and just immediately falls into like. Into just like a, a puddle. Puddle of water. And then she gets exactly what she fantasized about. Yeah, fucking that red-headed white trash bitch. She got the death she wanted. Typical white privilege. And, uh, we don't see her for a bit, but she does make an appearance later. She is who got eaten alive and ripped apart by old men, which is what she wanted. And uh, yet when she is reanimated, she has perfect skin. Not a single mark on her. And she, she looks like... Eaten at all. Pennywise in the face. She does. <laughs> yeah, she comes back and has like an extra big jawline and like big sharp teeth for her, some reason. Her hair is redder than it was before. Yeah, yeah. And she looks like a sexualized Pennywise. Sexualized Pennywise. <laughs> so this it's is the one I thought. Pennywise. Sorry, the cat looked at me. I was singing to him. This is one I thought 
Filming this scene and a lot of this movie would have been fucking terrible. Constant rain, constant mud. You're just falling on the ground the whole time. Like Eight-hour work days of just, yep, now you gotta be covered in rain and mud again. Here you go, fall in that puddle. So do they go back to the you need a medical supplies? Is that what it is? Because I know that she, or does she, how does it, Tina ends up with them, with Freddy and Frank. And yeah, that's when Tarman happened. Tina ends up, oh, Frank and Freddy. What happens next is it shows the paramedics are like, we're going to go like, get the truck ready to take these guys out of here. Yeah. And then they go out and then there's like, do you hear that? Cause they're hearing all the screams coming from the graveyard and they're going to call it in. And that's when the paramedics get attacked. Mm-hmm. So like for a while, it's just send in more cops send in more paramedics and people just keep getting killed. So then they, the punks that are left, which is mostly all of them. No, Chuck, and that one girl, they run to the, you need a medical supply and they're there by themselves. And then spider scuzz and, uh, Tina, they run to the morgue across the street. Yeah. They go to the morgue and then they let them in. And then like for a lot of this movie, then it's just a barricade ourselves in. And yeah, because all of a sudden, like, yeah, like this population of an entire graveyard and more is coming yeah. after them because, yeah. again, some people reanimate. Yeah. And it looks like they've hit the town already. It's parts of it for sure. Unless they, it, it was hit multiple cemeteries in town. I don't know. There were like two different mobs of people. I think it might just be from the same cemetery. Maybe the cemetery is bigger than we saw. Perhaps. But then. This part's hilarious when the the three Scuzz, Tina, and Spider, when they run to the morgue and they're beating on the door, and Ernie goes up there with his gun, and he opens the door, and he says, Are you crazy? Are you on PCP? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, you Yeah, know, teenagers those days. And they tell Bert and Ernie about, like, what's happening. There's a bunch of fucking dead people hanging out and we get that Snuffle horrible acting from Tina. Room. She's just like, it's true. They're coming out of the ground and they're screaming and it's terrible. And then she sees Friday and she's like, what did you do to him? Yeah. And she is the worst fake crier I've ever heard. Oh, she's not good in this movie. And again, ever. bad actress. Yeah, very bad actress. That's my second bad actress note. Fucking redheaded trash bitch and uh, Tina. What the hell happened to Chuck and the girl in the blue hair? I don't know, but oh wait, they're they, in at they the join end. them again. But at yeah. the, as of now, like I don't know where they're at. Yeah, because then they're trying to figure out what to do. They're gonna go get, you know, let's try and get a car. And Ernie goes outside, and the way he puts his jacket on over his shoulders, he looks like a Nazi general. There, he just wears it over his shoulders and doesn't actually put his arms through the armholes. Yeah, it's very strange. Then they figure out they're not getting the fuck out of there. No. They got nowhere to go. They send backup. More paramedics come. They get attacked by just hordes of reanimated corpses. Yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, all these cops show up. They get fucking... I may have done that backwards, but either way... It doesn't matter. At this point, it's a fucking free-for-all. It's just... Yeah, just getting slaughtered. All the help that keeps coming gets slaughtered. Really, the next thing that matters is... 
they start breaking in that window in the the morgue. Okay. And uh, Scuzz gets grabbed by that one zombie. Oh, yeah. And starts pulling out of the window. The zombie bites his head and blood sprays everywhere. Then they cut that zombie in half with like an axe, getting it through. Yeah. And then that's the zombie that they tie to that table to try and get information out of, <laughs> which is that a woman. ridiculous scene. Oh, yeah. They just tie her down. It's a complete puppet. And they're like, why do you eat people? And it's like, not people. Brains. Brains. Why do you eat brains? It makes the pain go away. The pain? The pain of being dead. And then Ernie says that line, but he's like, I guess it hurts to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Which, this woman... No. You son of a bitch, cat. Uh, this woman who has no lips, it's just like teeth, she can pronounce W's and P's and anything that requires lips to have. Until you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, because later she's... And then she was like, rains, rains. So when she says, it makes the pain go away, it should have sounded like this. It makes the pain go away. <laughs> it should have. Yeah, you are very correct. Uh, lips are important for speaking people. So what? Then they decide we we gotta we gotta lock Freddie and Frank up in the somewhere safe because they're gonna come and attack us. They are in the chapel, and Tina is like, "I'm not leaving. I'm Which, staying with them." By the way, why is there a chapel and a mortuary morgue in the same fucking thing? I've never seen that. Because maybe maybe it's a a huge building, and they are, it's also like a. Uh, so Ernie's business smart. He's like, hey, I can have multiple things in here. Ernie's business smart. No, I was thinking maybe it's at a funeral home as well. Maybe so. And maybe that he just has all kinds of stuff where he can pray to Hitler. So then Tina's dumbass. Like, we're going to lock these guys in here. And she's like, I'm going to stay with Freddy. Because she loves Freddy so much. And Fucking then- worst decision. People in zombie movies always do that. They're always like, no, they won't come back and eat me. Fake cry, fake cry, terrible <laughs> Freddy. And then we see uh, Freddy like dies because he just closes his eyes. But then like there's no real break. He's just like talks, dies, and then continues talking immediately. Yeah, he's like. <clears throat> and then his eyes just open back up and he's like the, the most with it that he's been in for a long time since his doughy-eyed beginning then he says something like it's now clear to me that the only thing that can take the pain away is fresh brains and they do those slow motion motion things it's so bad (laughs) there i don't know if it's just it has to just be the time but the way that they cut the slow motion and it happens just a couple times in the movie it's not even like real slow motion it's like slow motion with hey stop doing that you son of a bitch you're so destructive you fucking pound cake eater oh now you're cute Good job, cat. You go from being distracted to cute. This is an abusive relationship. Yeah, where you abuse our stuff and we beat the shit out of you. <laughs> we do not hit our cats. Um, no, I'm just very verbally abusive to things that don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. The slow motion effects. Oh, it's like a slow motion with frames cut out. It's not only like showing you every little movement in between. It's like Freddy's over here and then he's like, a few inches next so it's like mm-hmm. a weird slow motion with like 
tracer kind of stuff going on yeah because they're on pcp (laughs) (laughs) are you crazy are you on pcp and um one thing that i think is cool is that ernie ll cool ernie uh when the arm grabbed his ankle it ripped his pants and he had just cut under the knee or around the knee on one side of his pants so he is Ladies love cool fucking Ernie. <laughs> when you said this. look at his LL Cool J pants, I fucking lost it because I remember this episode. <laughs> what show was he on? He was on like a... LL Cool J? Yeah. He was on like a oh, Friday night show or like a that. TGI Friday, TGIF show. And I remember one episode where like his nephew wanted to be like him. So he showed up to school with one pant leg. Hold up like they made a deal about that style so that has been stuck in my head for a very long time and then for you to reference the yellow cool tape pants in the house yes in the house when you reference those pants alfonso ribeiro was on that and really? so was kim wayans huh oh yeah yeah oh well, yeah well, i think that's the only episode i ever saw <laughs> but when you said that it oh avalanche of emotions went over me i was like it's funny it hit me right where i needed it to hit me i know exactly what she's talking about and they they are because again the horde of zombies are just trying to break into this place so they are just boarding up as you know when scuzz or whatever his name when he got his yeah they were trying to board up that window yeah they were they're doing all of that and then all of a sudden they are is it to keep the the two, yeah, it's to keep the two who have now died and reanimated, which is Frank and Freddie, in the chapel so they get a pew. Well, first, no. They just locked it at first because they thought that was going to be enough. And then Ernie gets some acid because he's like, maybe we can start dissolving some of these bodies with acid. But it's just like a little fucking mason jar of acid. So then when Freddie starts attacking, Frank hasn't turned yet. Frank is still just feeling That's pain. Right. Yeah. And so they go in there to save Tina because... Because they she freaks out and just stands with her back against the wall yeah. and puts her hands up and goes, and just yeah. stands there. So then they open Idiot. it, and then as they're trying to get out, Ernie throws the acid into Freddy's face, which like dissolves his eyes. Just so a from little here bit. Out, it doesn't Freddy really do that see. much. Yeah. Well, it fucks his whole eyes up. He can't see anymore. Yeah, but... But that was it. <laughs> and then that's when they're like, let's put this pew in front of it, which I guess breaks, breaks Ernie's foot. Yeah, it... it they drop it, and I, I think it's because he's old. So, LL Cool Ernie's old foot got broken, and uh, he's... God, he's now just he's dead weight. Pissy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then they got fucking Freddy locked up in there. Frank, while that was all going on, escaped out of the cathedral. Yeah. And then, where did Bert and... Um, Miguel Nunez decide to go because they they leave in the ambulance. I think it's right then. I think it's right there. They get the cop car. Okay. They're like that cop car is still running. The key should be in it. Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna go get that. We're gonna and come back up to the door. Who's gonna drive? <laughs> yeah, that part's hilarious because Miguel's like, I'll drive. And then he goes, I'll drive. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So they go and then they just they get like a horde of. Yeah, there's no way they're gonna get them out of the. No. The room. So, so then, then they, they decided just to crash sleep. into the building, don't they? Well, they leave at first, and then they try to go down a road, and then a whole mm-hmm. horde of zombies is right there. And they're like, we'll go back to the you need a medical supply. And then right as they're getting up there, two zombies come out, 
and they run them over and it kind of blinds him. And then Frank, no, Bert runs into the unit of medical supply, which tells you, yeah, fucking spider should have driven. Maybe spider should have been <laughs> driving. And, and, and it starts on fire. The car does. It starts on fire and then zombies are coming after them. And what I thought was interesting is that, um, Spider tries to get Bert out and he's pulling him out and he's like, this way, you stupid honky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's when we meet Chuck and uh, the other girl again. Because they were in the unit of medical supply. They come in and they like hug each other. Okay. And then he's like, that car's totaled. He's like, well, I still have my car and there's still Frank's car out there. And then you don't hear any explosion sound. You just see like a big bright light. And Spider's like, not anymore. So I'm to assume that the car was close enough to the other two cars that now mm-hmm. they have no transportation out. Shit's going crazy. They decide zombie, 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 that the safest place to be. And they also, there's something else that they need, right? Cause they want to get to the basement, but they know that the tar man is there. They need a phone. They can't get right, the, the phone, phone in the other office because that one zombie ripped it up and threw it at the wall. Okay. And then this is when he's like, there's something real ugly down there and black. Like covered in shit, mm-hmm. as you said earlier. It looks like wet shit. Yeah. And fucking Bert has this line. He's like, what are we going to do? And he grabs the baseball bat. He goes, I'm going to knock his goddamn block off. Oh my, yeah, and he does. And <laughs> yeah, they it. open the door. <laughs> and they just knock his head off. And then while the zombie body is just like, Bruh! they all just run in the basement real quick and lock the door. Yeah. So then With shit smeared walls and stuff. Cut scene back to the mortuary. Or the morgue, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, Frank. F- Freddy. Okay. Oh, wait. Frank. Yeah, it does show Frank. Frank sacrifices himself. Frank is of still of sound mind enough to know. He does not want to eat brains. He does not want to do that. So he, li- he, because actually, which is also foreshadowing, when they needed Ernie to yeah, burn said, the stuff, he's like, I could have done that myself. Yeah, exactly. So he did set everything up himself. And He kisses his wedding ring, so he loves his wife. He took it off. He and prays for a little bit. Please forgive me, because he knows he's about to commit suicide. And according Even to he's the, already technically dead. the Bible, committing suicide means you do not go to heaven. And then he burns himself. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? <sighs> no, I... I n- I, I it, could, it would be terrible, but it seems like it would have been so fast as well. Because they say that you, it doesn't take very long before shock sets, sets in, and yeah. Is it like drowning? They say that it's like completely euphoric right no, before you die. I don't think that you get euphoria in <laughs> okay. burning like you do. Ah, <laughs> oh, this feels great. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that you, there is a point where you do kind of like stop feeling it, and then like the smoke inhalation is so intense that like yeah. before you're totally burn up, like your insides just start shutting down. Thank goodness. And maybe it's less painful than what he's been going through with the craving for brain and just rigor mortis and yeah, all of that. So he just does the complete sacrifice. Which is interesting, but he always seemed like... I mean, he seemed like a, a reasonable person. He seemed like a good guy. Yeah. Seemed like he'd be a likable guy, too. And I think both Frank and Bert would have been like very likable guys. Bert would have been a little less likable because he was more business. And yeah. Freddie had to actually do... Not Freddie, but Frank had to actually do the hands-on stuff. Yeah. But who knows what who knows what Frank would have become once he had his own Frank yeah. in Freddy. Maybe he would have been less cool. Maybe. But he seems like the guy that if you would have gotten the job, like if you were Freddy and none of this happened, 
And then he went to party with his friends. Like he'd be like, "Man, I met this cool older guy tonight. His name is Frank. He was really cool." <laughs> so he does. Yes, he sacrifices himself, and he is gone. But Freddie has broken out of the cathedral because obviously a pew just at waist levels really not going to do anything. And he was a jock. Yeah, like teenager or whatever. He just broke that fucking door open. Yeah. He's blind. He can't see anything. He's just tearing shit down off the walls. He's just knocking stuff over. And then Bert. No, we're not. God damn. I get these names all mixed up. Ernie and Tina. Ernie's like, let's get up in the attic. Mm-hmm. So they set up the ladder to get up in the attic, which I think is a good idea. To if you're get just away trying from to hide. him. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking before the. He says how he knows they're up there because he's like, I can smell your brains. Mm hmm. But before that, I was like, yeah, that is a good spot. Like, they wouldn't know you're up there unless they saw the ladder that was down there. And then they then could get up there. He sh- didn't have enough time. But if he was going up there, Ernie should have leaned down, grabbed the ladder, and pulled it up into the attic with him. That way, nobody could have got up there until a horde of zombies got in there enough that they could all just yeah, climb on top of each for other. Sure. So where are we at here? We got those two in the attic. Freddy's trying to... Get to Tina's brains. And um, everyone else is in the basement. basement of the Unita Medical Supply. And they decide, Bert decides, I need to call the number on the side of this tank. Finally time to call that number. And he does. And it, he is connected to the, the cold military man in the beginning. We finally understand. Colonel Glover. The importance of this man. And uh, he just very calmly handles the situation. He asks questions. He makes he's notes. He's left-handed. I didn't pay attention <laughs> to that. He's writing notes down. And I was like, hey, he's left-handed. <laughs> but he's just very, like, like they expected this. They've been waiting for this moment. And it's like, you know, oh, they're going to send help sort of thing. Because he's just, you know, where are you located? When did this happen? Like, just very straight facts whatever just like he was with his wife mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just all worried because they get the phone call in the middle of the night and they're awoken and she's super worried but he's just handling everything like a pro and uh they think that they're gonna get help everyone thinks they're gonna get help um and they hear a sound and actually just as this is happening Freddie does break yeah. open into the oh, attic. Did you hear that horrible line when Freddie's still trying to get up there? And he's like, Tina, you made me hurt myself again. Oh, God, yeah. I broke my hand completely off. But it's all right. I still love you and your brain. That's so stupid. And then they got the <laughs> spiders like, what did they say? He's like, apparently they have a contingency plan for something like this so yeah they think they're gonna get saved but wrong (laughs) but we find out that he says he puts in or sends or someone does i don't remember it is is it the old man from his computer he sends some sort of information of where it's at oh yeah and then someone else puts it in and then that guy that's at the like missile launcher Uh deal and they launch i love this part for some reason because it's like old classic keys Mm -hmm. and he's like niner three Henry, hot dog. <laughs> yeah. So they, what is, I think is interesting is that they sent, because they were expecting this to happen, I guess, which is why they were so fucking calm, is they sent a missile to blow up a 134 mile span of is that land. Is number? 
Yes, I wrote it down. Wow. 130 Kentucky, by the way. Four miles. So that's, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's almost to Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's a huge. I thought it was 134 miles away. I don't know. I thought that it was the, I thought they said a 134 mile span. I thought, he, I thought he said range, 134. And then he goes, one, three, four, and clicks it in. Because he's like, we took out like a 12, they say like we took out like a 12 or 14 block radius yeah but it looked like it affected oh, it was like a nuclear bomb basically. it looked like a nuclear bomb that it just like the aftershock of like blowing out other windows and stuff and we get that horrible cheesy part where he's like wait do you hear that and it's just like that missile sound and then everything just just like freezes on the people Oh, yeah, it does freeze. It even shows the zombies for some reason in daylight. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's daylight. And they're just like standing they're there like statues. They're just looking up, staring at... Even uh, Pennywise girl mm-hmm. is just in the front who now has like weird stuff on her like chin. Yeah, she looks like a statue. It's so strange. And then uh, everybody dies, basically. Yeah, so the even the people who you think like, oh, something good is going to happen. No, the whole town essentially is worth taking out. To take this out. Then it begins raining. Yeah. So I guess what? This... The idea is that it's going to be even worse in the end. That they think they fixed it. Just like they thought that they fixed it so when they burnt like, the body and then it was bigger. And then just they think like, they fixed this and it's going to be bigger. Just like in the crematorium. Now this bomb has made the smoke from those bodies. How potent is this because trioxin? Because it started going into the ground again at the very end. Yeah, but this trioxin, I guess it only takes the tiniest bit molecule to get bodies That's to reanimate because eventually there's got to... Unless it multiplies when it spreads. I well, guess when it gets more. in a body, it becomes even more trioxin, I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's... I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, the whole thing is now it's going to be even a bigger problem. It's, it's just going to be like statewide and, and then become The Walking Dead. So I looked into it. In like in later Return of the Living Deads, they find out that the way to actually stop these zombies is a, a high electrical current. You can just shock the shit out of them, and it stops like the whole animation process. But huh. that's in much later movies. There are five, and the last two were filmed back to back, and they look terrible. Return of the Living Dead Part 4, Necropolis... In Return of the Living Dead Part 5, which looks even worse than Necropolis, Rave to the Grave, which features an end scene with our favorite character, Miguel Nunes. Tarman. No, he's not my favorite. I know. Tarman. He's back, and he's hitchhiking at the end, and he's holding a sign that says, Rave or Bust, or something like that, and he's just trying to get- I hate it. Yeah, it's horrible. And then when he walks down the road, he's not even walking like Tarman. You know how Tarman's got like those real accentuated like limp and yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I now have to watch Return of the Living Dead Part Two, Part Three, Part Four, Part Five. I remember watching Part Three in Tate's room one night, and it scared the fucking shit out of was me. Was he watching it? Yeah, he was watching. It was like on HBO or something because growing up they always had the movie channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Part Three, they changed the whole dynamic. Part Two. It's still like a goofy comedy slash horror. Part three, it's like a romantic horror movie. Gross. The girl dies from a motorcycle accident, and then the boyfriend brings her back with a little bit of the trioxin, and she realizes she doesn't want to eat brains, and she's figured out that the only way 
to get rid of the urge is to like hurt herself. So she starts like piercing herself in more crazy ways. Starts like sticking glass in her face. So punk. Yeah. And then part four, I don't even know. Part five, it's a fucking huge rave where a zombie outbreak happens. Well, when it comes to Return of the Living Dead, we're done. No, we have four more. (laughs) No, I'm saying this. This movie? This this movie, we are officially through the movie. We are through it. So we are now to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some what? Nothing. Oh, okay. God damn you. Now it's... (laughs) We gotta go over some questions. You got questions that you're gonna ask me about Return of the Living Dead, not part three, because that movie isn't good. So let's all go and have some something that rhymes with good. Questions, questions, questions. Is that the new official one? Even though I mentioned Return of the Living Dead. I think that that is not a good thing to base anything on. Sam, why did you choose this? I chose it because I was like, oh yeah, I can choose movies. I forgot. See, this you were inspired by Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I was. I really was. <laughs> okay. What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Great, Maybe, another fucking horror movie. Which is, I think, kind of what I said. I, was, yeah, I, I expected it to be another dead movie of some sort. Yeah, you thought it was actually... I think you thought it was... In the series of I'd, the Romero deads. No, I I, oh. I just, because there, it was just a dead movie. Okay. It's just another dead movie. Something yeah. uh, involving dead. When a horror fan hears <clears throat> the dead movies, they think Romero. Okay. Well, my judgment prior to listening to this, you can go back at the end of the last episode because, yeah, I'm just like, oh, another horror movie. Got it. Like, I, I just... I, I, it's kind of I'm kind of desensitized to it, but I didn't know it would be so goofy and like cheesy and cornball. Um, I know we did watch it twice. That's what we typically do. Sam, who is your least favorite character in this movie? My least favorite character has to go to trash. Yeah, she's fucking garbage. She's exactly what her name she is. She is straight fucking garbage. She is also my least favorite character. The tone of her voice drives me fucking crazy. The way that she thinks that she's so cool and tough and hard. Yeah. And then she, when it comes down time to any of it, she just freezes and yeah. immediately is just like. Aah! She like, literally only exists so in this movie to get naked. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason her character is there. And the director said that when this movie came out, way more women showed up than he thought he was like i thought these movies were for guys that's why i put so much female nudity in it if i would have known i would have given some eye candy for the ladies too i would have had someone else i would have had like freddie like take a shirt off or see his butt or something but i didn't know has that has this followed suit throughout the other movies have the return movies yeah have there been some man butt well actually there was a little bit of man butt from a little bit yellow cadaver yeah but this director only did this one so that's just so his opinion wouldn't carry on to the other ones. And I don't remember the other ones really. So, And I've only seen parts one, two, and three. I remember when four and five came out, everyone was like, oh boy, these are going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. So who was your most favorite character? This one was hard because I love Frank and I love Bert. I, don't, I, I know you love, no, you love Ernie. Yeah, but Bert. Tops for the the way Bert talks, like Johnny oh. Carson, just <laughs> it just it hits some pleasure zone on me. But god damn it, 
I've got to give it to Miguel Nunez, Spider. He's really? always oh fucking every scene he's in when he's just like when he's putting the trying to put the boards up on the door to stop Tarman from coming up and he's like help me you fuckers. <laughs> he definitely Yeah. <laughs> he made the movie much more worthwhile for me yeah. as well. So we're going to agree on least and most favorite for this. Spider and trash. Spider and trash. Love spider. Trash can kiss my ass. <laughs> that fucking bitch. Um, how old were you when you first watched this movie? I'm going to say I was either 18 to 20. I can't remember. I know it was so roughly the age of the characters, the teenagers yeah, in the movie. I would think so. This is when Kent and I were, with his lead, we're getting real into zombie movies. And this was a time when zombie movies were hard, harder to find than they are now. Before the big zombie Before boom. Before the big zombie boom happened. You, this, Walking Dead has something to do with that, right? Walking Dead had everything to okay, do with it. Just making sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But this is like when we'd have to go, we'd either have to order it online or we'd have to go to, uh, what was that fucking bookstore? I think it was called like. Borders? For some reason, Borders had a great horror selection. Hmm. And they'd have like rare ones and like foreign ones. This is where we got zombies. This is where we got Premutos, I think. Premutos, Lord of the Living Dead. So when you did watch this around that time, how did you originally feel? Oh, it was fucking wonderful. From the beginning, you just loved it? <laughs> yeah, it was everything we wanted. You love that cheese? Oh, yeah. I love the cheese. The I love the gore. I understood where I the jokes were coming gory, from. Except for like the brain spilling out later in the movie. I yeah. don't think it was super gory. One of the, my favorite gory parts is when that one zombie that later gets on the thing and says, send more paramedics. Mm-hmm. He's like chewing the inside of the dude's head and it's like he's feasting. And I just love it because he's got blood all over his face. It's, it's so good. Brutal. Like brutal man. Would you recommend this movie today? I'd recommend this movie to everyone. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You've seemed very excited this whole time. I unabashedly love this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic in the horror movie world, right? It is. And it's one of those movies. It's like, I'm not going to wreck. I love zombie and I love the beyond, but I know it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. This is one that can be like, well, it's fun. You're not going to tell everyone to watch Cannibal Holocaust. No, there's a whole fucking handful of people that should not watch Cannibal Holocaust. I'm probably one of them. Yeah. I can't imagine I would be... No, you would hate it. I would turn it off. Yeah. I watched another movie last night, by the way. You did? Uh-huh. Because you went to bed early with a headache. Poor yes, boy. Yes, I did. Oh. I watched Knives Out because... Oh, did uh, you like it? Jake... Is it Borgia? I like to say Jake Boya. <laughs> he said... He was excited. He said it was on Amazon Prime, which is why I wanted to get that on my new phone. And uh, I watched it. Did you like it? it? It was all right. It wasn't like great or anything, but I liked it. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, right? She's one of the many people in it. Yeah. And it's packed full of people. You have uh, Daniel Craig, who is James Bond himself, sounding like Frank Underwood. That's rough. That's rough. Who's Frank Underwood? From uh, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin Spacey. He has a real southern like Louisiana oh, really? drawl. You know... D- Frank fucking not Frank uh, James Bond huh. it's weird it's very weird but it's interesting it's not bad it's just interesting it's definitely not I didn't really know what to expect but it was okay um, would I watch this movie again no <laughs> but 
I, I just think it's too cheesy for me. But if I ever saw you watching it, I'd be like, fuck yeah, Miguel Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> he Joanna can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just how it has to be. Taxman. All right. We're done with questions, Sam. We're done. We now you have to find out, even though you already know. I got what, a sneak peek. You know what's next? Well, because I gave it to you early. Which, I mean, I gave you the original album, and then I changed it, but I gave it to you so you could start listening to it, so we could, like, start getting episodes, and for some reason, you've refused to listen until this episode is done. You don't know if I've listened to it or not. Yeah, I do. You don't? I do. You don't? You have not listened to this album yet. You don't know. You haven't. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) I'm very... I, I fucking know. Um, so... It's uh, we'll have stories of you jerking off or trying to whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gave you design of the decade, which is a Janet Jackson greatest hits album from 1986 to 1996. That's Miss Jackson. If you're nasty and you are because you need a shower. So that is the end of the episode. Um, we have had videos ready to release for a while, but for some reason, Sam refuses to release them. We've got two. Now you did a third one as well. And then there's another one waiting. And then we have two videos waiting okay, to record. There's three. <laughs> so there's a lot it's just all on Sam. So if you guys want to see videos that we've recorded like a while ago. Let me fit it in between ago, working and doing a podcast and practicing for other things. I'll work on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's giving me star eyes. Star eyes? Star eyes. I am giving you hard star eyes. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. Yes, Tell thank your you. friends. Check out previous episodes. Maybe see us on our couple of critics podcast YouTube channel. Maybe not. <laughs> um, we are on Facebook, barely. Uh, just listen to the episodes. That's what we're about here. We're about entertaining you. Goodbye. Bye bye bye. <laughs>